dig this. First 125, Molo here from Grundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Just One Helmets, Bill's Pipes, and W Wheels. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than Andrew Campo from Meta. Andrew, how's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you doing? Hey, not too bad whatsoever. Uh, quite a few uh, sections north of, uh, of Denver, but uh, similar weather, uh, wet, slushy snow, and, uh, and uh, the other common thing on the, on, the, on the line right now is uh, of deep passion for things on two wheels. Um, pleasure for, you, for me to have you on the show. Of course, you are, uh, have a deep involvement and uh, the, one of the founders of Meta. Yes. Um, yeah, we're, these are exciting times for Meta right now. We're, uh, literally just releasing volume five and, um, it, it's great to get some airtime and, and, uh, hopefully reach, uh, reach out to your audience and, um, explain a little bit more about, uh, you know, what we're doing with Meta. It's a non-traditional, um, we like to call it a print collection, specialty magazine. And, you know, we're, we're still really new in the marketplace. Um, moving into our third year and um, looking to create some awareness. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to get with us and uh, show that interest and open us up to your audience. Well, I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to uh, to bring you to my audience and a quick shout out to uh, to Jason Assad who uh, basically made the first communication with me uh, that he was interested in uh, in having uh, yourself on the show to basically explain uh, the the publication and uh, and ultimately uh, bring bring Meta into the households of more people because uh, after leafing through both. Uh, Volume four, or uh, volume three and four, which um, featured Travis Pastrana and Jeremy McGrath. I, I, first of all, I need one and two, and uh, I also uh, I, I need to uh, get my hands on five, which which just got released. I believe that was Monday. Um, yeah, actually, today uh, the sixteenth um, is when the volume started shipping. Um, we had. Uh, Advertiser copies and um, contributor copies go out early in the week, and then um, fulfillment started uh, pretty much today. So, uh, by hopefully, you know, um, the end of the week, we'll we'll start seeing uh, people, you know, post some stuff. Uh, we're we're really grateful. Our audience so far has been um, uh, very receptive of what we're doing and supportive through social media. Um, so, it's, I love checking uh, our hashtag and, and you know 
it's kind of cool. Uh, last year, I remember around Christmas time, we saw Metis placed on Christmas trees, and uh, people seem to like take pictures with uh, their coffee and Meta, and um, they, they seem to really like what we're doing, and, and uh, it's awesome. So it's uh, a little surprising, you know. Um, <clears throat> to date, I've never had a tangible product in the marketplace, and the feedback that we've get, been getting is, is overwhelming, and um, a lot of that is it's definitely uh, thanks to, you know, a, a great team of contributors and um, partners here at Meta that, that make this whole thing possible. Well, no doubt. I, I uh, can't imagine the uh, the feeling is is not unlike uh, the for like when it, you put in all this work, uh, you, you hope that it's going to reach the audience. And um, when when I when I post a podcast, I'm really proud of. I, th- I throw the, the the press release out for it that it's available on my site, and I get emails and I get comments on uh, social media and say, "Hey, I really loved your interview," and like, "Hey, I'm loving the stories. Keep them coming," stuff like that. Um, aside from from seeing the uh, uh, the books fly off the shelves. Those are what really validates that uh, you, you, what you're doing is 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 right, and uh, people are perceptive to it. And um, honestly, anyone who who picks up Meta is uh, first of all the the message is super clear, and uh, it's one of passion. And I think that's something that uh, mo- the motocross community can can seriously uh, connect with because uh, um, you have to be passionate about a sport that uh, on an annual basis drains your uh, pocketbook. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a sport. Uh, I think with with a lot of us that um, uh, yourself included, that it's you know something that that gets in your blood, and and uh, uh, that's been the case with me personally. Um, I, I've uh, I've had a, a vision of of um, you know publishing in motocross since I was a young kid. Uh, I, I always think back to the third grade when I used to carry this backpack full of. Uh, motocross magazines you know, up and down the high, hallways of school and, and uh, that's that's all I cared about when I was a kid was, uh, was motocross and and, um, and the magazines you know that that's what we had at that time and you know it's before online media or anything else and just um, I've had a, an appreciation for print for quite some time and, and this uh, Meta is definitely um, you know a product uh, born out of you know passion to, to tell stories, but also to, um, to, to create. And, um, you know, like I said, um, put a tangible pro- product into the marketplace and, you know, something that is uh, very design focused and meant to, to stand the test of time. And I think that's what really differentiates what we're doing. Um, in comparison to other magazines in, in the marketplace. So, it's uh it's a scary thing when you make a decision um you know to to throw throw it all in and say yeah let's do this i i have yeah. faith in this this vision um you know especially i've had success in motocross uh publishing uh to date through um dot com which has just been an amazing experience and you know to to do something um within the industry to you know to go from verb and create something new, um, it, it uh, had to be good. I, you know, it was a, a risky move. You know, um, <clears throat> and I think uh, I think today we we've done a really good job um, and just kind of sticking true to what what we wanted out of Meta. And at the end of the day, um, it's kind of funny. You can call something 
a passion project all, all you want, but um, when it's all said and done, you know, you, you've got to, I'm a father, you know, um, I'm a businessman, you, you've got to, things have to make sense on paper one day. <laughs> they might not have made sense on paper, you know, in, uh, in uh, our first conversations, but they're starting to, and that's, uh, you know, that, that's nice as well. But um, the ability to, to create something, take, take the time to create the stories that we're creating in meta and to design and, and to look for the photographers and, and the right contributors to pair up with, with features. Um, it, it's, a, it's neat. Cause I've been in publishing in the past where, where you're on a, you know, a monthly calendar. Um, that's, that's a tough world to be in. And, uh, especially right now with, um, with online, you know, there's, uh, I would say a lot of people are trying to figure out what the future landscape of media, uh, looks like. And I think that, uh, I think that print will, will never die. Um, never. but I do believe that the newsstand, um, will change to, uh, include books that have, um, uh, that are bound to that monthly calendar. And, and, uh, that makes sense. You know, it's, uh, makes perfect sense. We digest everything, um, these days on our phones instantly. So, um, you know, if you're putting out a, a magazine that was maybe race focused or, you know, what's going on within the, you know, this certain window of time throughout the year, it's, uh, it, it takes away the ability to, you know, be creative to some level. And, um, and especially when you're working in those time constraints as well. So Meta truly is a, a product that like we set out to do our best and put every ounce of creativity, time, um, and just thought into everything that we're doing. So that <clears throat> I've been in uh, publishing since 95 and um, allowing ourselves the time to, to really create the product we want to create. Um, that's the success that we've found thus far with Meta. We truly enjoy working on each issue. And man, it was, uh, volume one was, it was the best volume in the world. You know, when we put it out, like, oh, how how are we going to top this? You know, and uh, shortly, you know, after, um, you know, volume one uh, was, was uh, printed and, Distributed, uh, we dove into volume two, and um, and the ideas kept flowing and flowing, and it flowed so far into three, four, and uh, and five is uh, I, it, you can look at all these books and, and really see the evolution. Um, uh, and volume five, um, in my opinion, truly defines um, what we're what we set out to do here at Meta. I think it's a great volume, but um, we're, uh, those, those are shipping now and we're, we're on to volume six already. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, we'll continue to raise the bar, um, moving forward where we've got a great well of ideas. We've got, um, like I said, uh, just a great team of contributors and creative minds that, that um, are, are involved in each project. So, so as you can tell, I'm excited about it and, uh, rightfully so it's, uh, it's been very well received and um it's in my opinion uh i'd like to say that we may be um you know we we did it first i think that other publications are going to morph over time to 
be quarterlies or, or um, you know, they're going to have to change this just the way it is uh, with digital. And um, I, I take pride in the fact that that we had the guts to, to go out and um, say, hey, we're going to put a premier product into this marketplace and celebrate the sport at a different angle. Um, you know, I, I'm, my background um, in publishing comes from uh, Action Sports Group out of California, which was a snowboarder, surfer, and skateboarder titles. And I've always been influenced by, you know, brands and culture uh, from within those sports and industries. And um, I felt something missing from Moto. And uh, it, it's kind of had a funny face over the years, you know, with the, with the, uh, you know, the freestyle face. And it's... Uh, I don't know. Times are changing. You know, I remember sitting on airplanes and yeah, you know, somebody asks what you do and you work in motocross. You know, the backflip questions come and you know, just uh, <laughs> racing and you know that that's what I I love motocross racing and it, it's definitely just um, it, it's a sport. Not so many people um, are aware of you know what it really takes for an athlete, a family. Um, you know, everybody involved in the program to make it through the ranks and so uh, right outside of racing you know it's uh, riding motorcycles is puts a, a smile on your face every day or every time you get to ride and um yeah, we want to celebrate that in in a way that um uh, kind of reaches a, a broad demographic and is maybe not um as exclusive as our voices inclusive if that makes sense to you yeah absolutely you're, you're preaching to the choir my friend um never would i pass up any opportunity to be on anything on two wheels i don't care if it's a uh an 83 vespa i don't care if it's ryan dungy's supercross bike i don't care if uh, my dad would ever let me ride his limited edition 100 uh, one of 100 ever made ducati sport 1000 which i've got to send you the picture of um nice. I, I doubt i'll get an opportunity to ride two of the three of those um but uh, we never pass them up and it's that smile that goes ear to ear that uh, um, honestly I, I probably didn't have the first time I ever rode the, uh, a motocross bike because uh, believe it or not I didn't even ask for one when I was nine years old I thought I was going to the NHL but once you once you have that feeling of a throttle in your hand and uh, you just feel like you're flying and um, it's it's completely indescribable and, and for those who, who do it yeah we understand it immediately I totally get it but for those who don't do it it's like you gotta try it you gotta do this this, otherwise you'll never get it and uh, that's a pretty cool thing uh, that um, that we have a sport like that we can share with each other and I think that's where that uh, that that culture really begins is that you you go to the races and um, you you see people uh, you see people and they give you a nod when you walk in or you, it's a mutual respect and you're leaving and you've never been to the races before in your entire life or a riding area um, the locals or the the regulars will give you that nod or that that wave so like almost as if uh, it's a um, an acknowledgement of respect that uh, this is a pretty gnarly thing that we're doing out here and not everyone can do it. And uh, uh, just it's, it's that mutual respect creates that brotherhood of motocross racers that uh, is, is tough to uh, tough to match and uh, impossible to replicate. Absolutely. And like yourself, um, we're, 
uh, when I say we, I work really closely with my partner, Ben Gacy, he's our creative director, and yeah. we both live in the same city here in Denver, but, um, yeah, we're uh, hooked on riding motorcycles, whether it's, you know, um, riding down to Baja or trail riding or, or uh, riding on the street. Um, we, we're, we ride motorcycles pretty much every day of our lives, and, and uh, yeah, that's, well, that's who we are, and it's, uh, it allows us to maybe speak nicely to to that uh, to that audience. And you know, one one thing that uh, I think is really interesting and cool about Meta is um, motocross um, you know, is uh, if you turn on if you look look at it. From this standpoint, if you, know, you turn on TV and, and you watch a Supercross race, uh, you're maybe a kid at home on the weekend with his family stumbled upon Supercross racing. Uh, and I'm not I'm not slamming Supercross by any means, but uh, as a parent, um, your ten year old kid is probably just bright eyed, going, "Oh God, I want to try that." And as a parent, you're probably like, "Absolutely not," you know. So, <laughs> You're gonna kill yourself. That looks super scary. And um you know, what what's not being kind of put out there for the public um you know on a regular basis would be the fact that uh you can go ride motorcycles without killing yourself. Um you can go ride motorcycles as a family and um you know it's it doesn't have to be uh, you know, crazy like it, you know, the people that are uh, professional racers are you know, they're some of the most talented athletes in the world. And um, so I think being able to um, kind of convey stories and um, talk about things outside of racing necessarily um, in meta allows allows us to maybe reach uh, from uh, a dad or an interested person that's like, you know what, um, I, I could I could go spend nine hundred bucks on Craigslist by myself a motorcycle and and give this a shot. And we're really seeing uh, through it through social media. Um, what I, I'll just call it, you know, the motorcycle culture community for lack of a better definition. Um, that's, it's growing like wildfire. Um, people, motorcycling is, is definitely being accepted right now um, in a way that I haven't seen. And I've been working in the industry for over 10 years. And um, it's it's really nice to, to see it accepted. Um, I was walking through uh, an outdoor mall in California a few weeks ago. Uh, looked over uh, some fancy uh, uh, clothing store, women's clothing store, I think it was, and other storefronts were, were done up with, um, you know, old, old BMWs, actually, and they were beautiful. And, uh, you know, it's uh, motorcycling is, is touching fashion right now in, in a good way. And um, uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. I think um, I think that... Uh, through Meta, we're, we're able to kind of further spread that word that motorcycling is is uh, it's it's okay. Um, like you said, you can get you know you can get yourself a bike, go to the track, get that nod. You know, drive down drive down the highway with your motorcycle in the back of your van or in the back of your truck, and you know chances are somebody's going to drive by and give you a nod. You know, there's something special about motorcycles and what it does to bring people together, and um, yeah. It, has truly shaped my life in in uh, many ways through friends and the relationships that that are built. So, but um, yeah, I could talk forever about being passionate and whatnot. But um, at at the end of the day, the motorcycle community is my family, and has been for quite some time. And 
know, I feel like we've put something positive out there and um, I'm pretty grateful that we made the decision to do so and pretty excited about some of the ideas that we have and opportunities that we have um, to look forward to in the coming years. Well, isn't it interesting or uh, kind of just cool to see um, the style of fashion that you see like in, in popular culture in like kind of this uh, um, uh, like this certain stream of, of fashion has literally modeled itself after a lot of clothing, a lot of styles, a lot of logos that you would have seen uh, in like the like the uh, early seventies, mid seventies at motocross tracks. Like it's just like that 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 style is is being accepted by uh, popular culture all over the place, and um, you guys are right on the on the forefront of it. And uh, I think that um, it's like you're. Uh, your, your publication is, uh, is, is, is basically the, the Bible for it. It's really cool. Well, thank you. It's, a, it's definitely a shared vision, as I mentioned um, while we were first speaking earlier. Um, I, my creative director, Ben, is um, uh, I'm super lucky. Um, <clears throat> he was working at D.C. He, uh, prior to that, he was at Answer. Prior to that, he was a professional motocross racer. And I got to know Ben through some projects um, that, that I was doing through my other uh, property, which is Bird Moto. And yeah. um, uh, I, I worked alongside some amazing graphic designers over the years um, at, at Surfer, uh, at Snowboarder. Um, uh, just brilliant minds. One of the guys I was uh, lucky to work beside was a guy named Aaron Draplin out of Oregon, who's a designer. He was at Snowboarder back in the day. Uh, Clint Wilkinson, he's an amazing designer. He's a partner of mine at Burke. Um, I've worked with some great people, and uh, and then I met Ben Giese, and he is um, he's super gifted, and uh, you know he's it's really nice. Um, I got some text messages today from supporters of the book um, for Volume Five, just saying, "Wow, um, I can't believe how cool this is." And, at, at the end of the day, Ben and I work together to you know, figure out what's going to go in the volume, who's going to write what, um, uh, content flow and those things. But then uh, I'm very hands-off when, when it comes to, you know, the, the product that is him, um, you know, from, from cover to cover. And uh, he does a great job just kind of putting together something that I think really represents motorcycling well. And... Uh, so yeah, we're stoked, and it's uh, it's really fun to create these stories and this uh, boy. I don't want to say last year, but yeah, probably over last year. Ben was talking about it earlier. We uh, together, we I think we stepped foot in six different countries, um, rode motorcycles with with legends of the sport. Um, we're having a good time. We're traveling the world, and and. Uh, and we're smiling the whole way through it. You know, we're we're searching for great stories and and um, being a little selfish too. With each volume, we're trying to fit in, you know, a, a travel-based feature that allows us to truly enjoy with our work and and um, get out and and create these adventures that you know stay with us for the rest of our lives. So there's a lot a lot of cool things going on, and um, it's kind of funny at the, at the end of the day, it's. Um, well, it's, it's you guys that are allowing us to do this, and, and uh, I like to always bring that up from time to time when we're having group meetings. Is you know, without 
the support of our readers, we wouldn't be doing this whatsoever. So it's uh, it's this is my opportunity to hopefully speak to a few readers and to uh, thank them, you know, and truly thank them because uh, it's uh, it's not easy being an independent publisher. It's not easy building a subscriber base, and, and especially when you put a high-end product into the marketplace. And um, we, we've been, we've just been flooded with great emails and, and you know, just amazing show, shows of support. And so far, the ride's been amazing. Incredible, and it's it's uh, it speaks volumes to uh, to your passion as how, how you're able to uh, uh, always find the words, uh, and that's uh, that's a, tr- a true gift. But um, what's in a name, Meta? Um, for those who are fortunate enough to have grabbed a copy, uh, the uh, basically the dictionary definition is right in there. Uh, but uh, how, how did it, how did uh, Meta become uh, get? become named uh such um was it was it named before it was a book or was it a book and then you guys uh threw out names forever uh saying no to uh to a few before uh, landing on uh its uh, its final name um no we definitely tossed names around um for quite some time and um it uh i'll give all the word credits to you i'm going to give it all uh, again to ben geezy um we we've kicked around names for six months at least, and we've had had some really good ones. But um, you know, I, at the end of the day, you know, if we could find a name that was short, and um, you know, meta being four word or four letters, it's uh, it's for branding. Um, it, the the shorter the name, normally the better, right? And uh, mm-hmm. we did, you know, of course, it, we don't. <clears throat> We didn't want to be, you know, call ourselves like, um, uh, you know, uh, some. This is a different deal. This is a print collection, so we didn't want to go, you know, down the road and scream motorcycle. You know, um, we wanted a name that was unique and and really had some meaning. And <clears throat> at the end of the day, um, Ben uh, had played with letters and um, and. Uh, he, he sent Meta over to me, and it looked beautiful. And um, I was like, "Man, I really love that." And I'm dig into it a little bit. So um, <clears throat> I did some research on the word, and um, it's, it's kind of funny. It's uh, at the end of the day, uh, having a motocross background, uh, Meta. You know, it, the definition is um, is a turning point, and from my background prior to Meta or for the last seven years has been digital and uh, for through Verb Moto. So us taking a very non-traditional route, I, I'd say, you know, most of the websites uh, out there were, are, you know, extensions of print properties. So Verb was something that was built solely, you know, to be a, a web property. And so, you know, a turning point there, you know, going, uh, <clears throat> putting focus into a print product uh, versus eight-year focus online, um, that really defined a turning point for us. And then um, it's really cool that back in the ancient Rome times, um, the meta was was basically a track marker um, during the chariot uh, the chariot races. 
So that's what they. Uh, that's where the name um, originated from. Was was uh, um, it did you know a, a symbol that dictates a, a turning point. So um, much like a track marker. So it all kind of made sense, and uh, we fell in love with it, and we put it on, uh, you know, five or ten different mock covers, and, um, and uh, we did our research, make sure there was nothing else like it within our, you know, our, our industry or anything else, and uh, and here we are. And uh, what, what I like about it is um, exactly what you just did, is, um, you know, it, it creates questions, and um, same thing we did when... Uh, name verb moto back in the day and people are like verb just uh and get it right and um and that's great because it it starts you know if you it's easier to forget something if if it's um common you know and uh and so i think uh, i think there's a lot to be said for that um it's a unique name and it's a unique product and uh but at the end of the day we we stumbled into a name that that truly fits with the vision of of what we're doing with the book. An abstract, high-level analysis or commentary. I'm not sure if that's the uh, better uh, definition of the word meta or the publication itself. Either way, um, you guys kind of hit the nail on the head, so to speak. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, We're we're really pleased with it. And, um, you know, uh, the, the end goal is to, you know, build a brand around what we're doing with the publication in time and, you know, um, doing as many uh, collab projects as we can with people. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think meta has a very nice look to it, a sound to it. And, uh, it's, um, it's in my heart now. That's for sure. It certainly has a great look to it, given the fact that, uh, it speaks volumes to the, the beauty of the logo in itself that, um, not only have uh, with your your partnership with uh, the uh, Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha um, team that they have um, they've used that basically that's the only logo that's on the helmet other than the EVS logos uh, is an all black helmet with Meta as well as the logo beautiful helmet I can't tell you how many people when I post a picture of that on my Instagram uh, people go wild over that and it's the sim- most simplest look and um, people are, are reacting to it and uh, Josh over at Shades of Grey who is the exclusive uh, helmet uh, a painter and an artist of, of Meta has, has done a great job with those including uh, um, Frank Mann who uh, sported that at the uh, the Ricky Carmichael Amateur Supercross as well Yeah Frank's, Frank's a, a great friend and a, a, a excellent brand ambassador um, he had supported us as well um, at the Rip to Cabo um, with some metagraphics uh, last year at the trip with Cameron and uh, I will I will tell you that the helmets um, and, and uh, I'll tip my hat to Mr. Jason Assad on that one and Christina Denny um, the two of them um, basically came up with that uh, idea and um, boy I it's kind of cool man it's uh, it, to turn on TV and you know watch uh watch the riders at the gate with, you know, 10 seconds to go and they've been zoomed in on uh, Colt or, or Tommy and man, it's, it's been cool. It's, it's really big because those helmets do stand out and, um, 
it's uh, it's really neat to see a team, Rock River, they really respect what we're doing here. And, um, you know, they, they wanted to be uh, involved with us. And that uh, was truly an honor. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, it, it, those guys have done a really good job with that team. Um, you know, Colt, Colt's killing it. It's, it's almost like a little bit of a fairy tale there. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, um, out of the blue, um, seeing a whole lot of meta on social media through Supercross. Uh, it's uh, ended on the Jumbotron, and uh, I, I'm just very grateful um, for Rock River um, and for giving us that opportunity and, and for uh, Josh at Shades of Grey for, for killing it. The helmets are really beautiful, and uh, if I'm lucky enough, maybe I'll get one one day. I'm sure sure there's one one in order. Maybe the guys over at Fly, uh, who is one of the huge uh, supporters of of Netta, can uh, can sauce you a uh, uh, an F2 carbon, and uh, you can send that down to uh, to Josh to uh, to get painted up. I'll tell you what, man. That's probably one of the. Thank you for the reminder. I have an F2 carbon that's uh, sitting here ready to rip. So uh, you know what. Um, that's that's what I'll do. Well, let's see how that logo looks on a on a fly helmet. And I, I'd be uh, I'd be really honored to to wear that. Um, the guys at Flyer are, are instrumental in us being where we're at right now. Um, they're one of our biggest supporters um, through Fly Racing and their sister brand Highway Twenty One, which is super cool. Um, you're gonna love the ad creative that they put together for Volume Five for for both Fly and Highway Twenty One. They're Really in sync with what we're doing and, and working, um, just just killing it with their creative. So I'm very grateful for that. And um, I don't know, uh, Fly is uh, uh, they got a big place in my heart. That whole Western Power Sports family of uh, hey, we go way back, and I, I've got some great friendships from uh, you know the uh, amateur national days with uh, Rodney Reynolds to uh, a dear friendship that I, I have with Dale Spangler, who's uh, over there at Fly now, and, and Dale's also the uh, the man behind Dirt Buzz, and um, I try to make it up to Boise on an annual basis. And, uh, they're awesome. Uh, there's uh, Craig who who owns Western Power Sports, is uh, nice nicest guy in the world, and I go out there and hey, you want to go ride? Yeah, I don't have a bike. Oh, ride my bike, brand new 350. I don't think he's even ridden it. And uh, like, well, it's just real. They're just, they treat you like when you're there. It's a cool place. If you have you had the opportunity to visit their offices? I uh, haven't yet. Uh, I absolutely need to. Uh, tough to find better uh, company than a guy like uh, Dale Spangler. He's been nice enough to uh, send me some stuff from those offices. I haven't had the opportunity to head down to Boise, but uh, definitely uh, that's a uh, uh, before the the 2016 is out. I've got to step foot in there. Yeah, you do. It's it's a very very impressive building, um, very impressive environment, and a great group of people. Um, their building is, is super cool. If you get the chance to go down there, you're going to love it. Um, there's a lot of history throughout the building. There's beautiful gyms. There's ping pong tables. There's pool tables. There's some other cross tracks. There's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I go in there, and I could get lost in there just looking at stuff all day long and, and uh, mingling with great people. And yeah, So hats off to those guys, um, you know, for, for just being supportive of us, for one, but uh, also just being a, a, a really 
the truly a family company. It's um, it's uh, refreshing um, to to work with them. That's for sure. I couldn't agree more. No, those guys are incredible to work with, and it uh, really speaks volumes to uh, to their passion for the sport. And you just reminded me of a, of a story that, uh, of course, we're going to go a little bit off track here, but uh, you yeah. mentioned that um, when, like, you like someone the, the motocross community not uncommon to to borrow a motorcycle, and if they just think of that is that uh, someone is going to loan you a. Uh, Anywhere from five to ten thousand dollar machine, uh, and um, let you jump it through the air any number of feet uh, in in various amounts of control, uh, and come crashing back down to the earth uh, in in very 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 varied amounts of control, uh, and do so for for uh, for any amount of time that uh, nobody's going to let you. Oh, uh, I don't have a car today. Oh, drive mine. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, I went to there was a, a, a ride day in support uh, in more in memory of a, a rider who had passed away while riding um, about three years ago. Uh, Danny Duick, uh, the huge local riding area, um, didn't didn't survive his injuries. And the following weekend, they had a ride day for him. And that weekend or that day, I came back from uh, from the job site uh, with the, the I, I was getting driven with by the company that uh, that I was employed by Brickling, and um, I had left my keys for my storage unit where I keep my bike and my uh, and my and my boots uh, in the in, at the at the job site over an hour away. If I wanted to go back there and head back to the track, there's no way I would have been able to do both. Um, but something told me, and I was, that if I drive to the track right now. Someone's gonna have size ten boots. Someone's gonna have a motocross bike that they're that they'll let me rip. Like, and by either way, I still got to go out there and support and and be there for for a friend of mine who uh, who passed away doing uh, what what I love to do best, what he loved to do best. And uh, I wasn't parked before I had I yelled out the window to my friend Matt uh, Mike Hildebrand, and he had a 2013. Uh, KX 250F ready to go for me. It was sitting on the stand, all gassed up. You can ride it whenever you want. And my friend Ryan Kraus uh, had a pair of size 11s that uh, he was more than happy to uh, to loan me because he was already in a sling from that uh, uh, crash earlier that evening. So I had boots and I had a bike before I even got parked. And uh, if that's not motocross, I'm not sure what is. That's right. That is true, man. That is true. <laughs> But uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, the, the the birth and the growth of uh, of, of Meta, and um, obviously um, this can't be done by yourself. There has to be a team in place, and there has to be a vision that uh, everyone's kind of going in, in the same direction. Um, first of all, um, who are the founding members, and who are were some of the original contributors, photographers, writers that uh, made the, that first special issue uh, as awesome as it was? Because, like you said, that's like uh, Trying to uh, um, uh, go, trying to do volume two is kind of like trying to to beat the Bible. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, volume one is uh, yeah, it, um, it was definitely our first volume in many ways. You know, we're uh, we're we're uh, trying something new, and I think it's great. Um, actually, I haven't read it in a while, and I'm looking at one right now and I it, it was really good um, we made some mistakes throughout the volume um, ty- uh, definitely typos and things like that um, I think we've, we've uh, quickly 
found a solution to some of that with volume two and have been improved with each volume. But um, <clears throat> volume one, uh, let's see, when did we release it? Those uh, spring of 2014, uh, Hurling's on the cover. Um, great story. Um, that was that was written um, by my partner, Wes Williams, uh, at Burp Moto, who has uh, helped me get uh, met off the ground, was uh, going to act as our our uh, publisher or yeah, as our, our editor, I guess I should say. Um, but um, then he decided to dive into a film project and that kind of um, opened the door up for us to bring in some other ed- editors um, in, in place. And we've um, been lucky enough to have uh, Eli Moore, who um, works with uh, Red Bull. And um, you might also know him from... Uh, from uh, brotocross.com um, help okay. us on the editorial, editorial side. Um, he's a very gifted um, writer and just creative mind. Um, he's, he's a wordsmith and um, and he knows the sport. Um, he lives the sport and uh, it, it, it's insane. So, uh, let's see, volume one, I'm going to just see yeah, Chelsea Stratso. Um, she is, uh, I think, currently traveling in Europe um, she would, she worked with us for quite some time as a as an editor at Bird Moto. Um, she's an amazing little photographer. Um, she was fresh out of college and decided that she wanted to go travel the world and uh, spend some time with her family. Uh, had had moved to Hawaii, so she uh, she was uh, able to contribute to Volume One before going on her walkabout. I guess is a good way to put it. Now she's now she's traveling around. Uh, you know, working on photo projects. Um, I think she was in Spain the last time I saw her on Instagram a few days ago. So uh, let's see. I'm going to flip through volume one. We got Hurlings. Um, we're lucky enough to uh, work with the guys at Dirt Park to put together Heaven on Earth. I think that was uh, a feature that everybody loved. I love looking at that feature. Um, and we worked with local Denver photographers to put together our, our uh, fashion se- section called uh, She. Uh, David Bulmer, he's, um, David is, uh, uh, through Verbmoto, he's our international editor. Um, and he, I think one of the favorite stories that we've done to date was in volume one. And, um, that was with this little girl named Tanya Mazinda. Um, and, uh, she's, she's from, um, Zimbabwe and, uh, just this great story on motocross in Zimbabwe that, uh, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Um, let's see. Ryan Swanberg. Um, he, he, Ryan has worked for Verb. Um, he's, he does a lot of independent stuff in the industry. Um, trans world. Amazing photographer. A, absolutely amazing photographer. And, and a super cool dude to work with as well. Um, so Ryan was, um, was our, uh, aperture is a section that a photo driven section that we do. Uh, he was uh, volume one. It's a no-brainer. Um, he shot Aperture, and uh, I think it was volume two. He shot um, the Cole Sealy BMX thing as well, which is cool. Uh, I really like that take on on a professional motocross athlete. Um, shout out to Hannah Hodges. Um, again, that's written by Chelsea Stratza, who shot our cover. Um, I'm a huge Hannah Hodges fan. Um, she's uh, for anybody that doesn't know, she is uh, she's just an amazingly talented uh, 
female motocross uh, yeah, star on the run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she's awesome. Um, Brad Frace, um, that's uh, a story called Above the Mark. Um, it was uh, a super cool story. I love Brad Frace, um, music-based story. Um, let's see, we what else did we have in there? Dude Cruise, which um, I'll give a shout-out to uh, uh, Donnie Emler at uh, Junior, uh, Little D yes, at FMF. Little D. <laughs> Lil D, he's uh, he's just a, the nicest person that that he's uh, got a little D now. He does. He's got a little D, and um, yeah, he knows. Uh, he's he's kind of in my world right now, um, <laughs> but uh, he's been um, he's been so kind to invite uh, to invite me down to Baja. Um, I don't know for the last four or five years to uh, go on the dude cruise and. Um, and that that was a, a Baja um, trip that that didn't go down this year um, because of little little D um, and needing to find more time for his family. Um, Donnie had to put that trip off this year, but um, a Baja dude cruise is um, a big part of uh, you know my last five years and just the funnest time you can have on two wheels. Period. And, um, and then I want to say um, also I'm just flipping through these pages, but. Um, also, Megan Blackburn, who's uh, with Husqvarna uh, Kiska. Um, Megan wrote an absolutely beautiful tribute to it that closes our book. Um, that's the Kirk Caselli tribute. Yeah. And uh, it's, she's uh, she just she did an amazing job with that feature, and it's um, it's really touching, and it's it's almost hard to flip through the, those pages right now. You know. Um, but yeah, volume one's got some great stuff. I haven't looked at it in a little bit. Um, I've been wide open. Other cool thing in volume one, uh, last one I'll talk about is the feature I wrote. Um, I really enjoyed working on it was, uh, Fearless Leader. And that was, uh, a tribute to, um, Evil Knievel. And it, um, allowed me to really build a relationship with his family, with his daughter. Um, and one that, uh, I don't know, we'll probably talk a couple times a month to this day, and we might even have some stuff that we're working on in the future together. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's volume one in a nutshell. Um, Brandon Glanville wrote uh, another person. Um, he works, Brandon works with us at Verb, and uh, he did a really good job on a piece called Inner Workings, um, which is, uh, you know, about the... 60 helmet and the evolution of that helmet. I think it's a very important piece, and um, I I tip my hat to to the guys at 60 for being innovators and you know just you know, work, working to to try to make our our sport a better place and doing through, doing so through you know a, a very advanced product and uh, yeah so that's a, that's a wrap for volume one um volume two we went straight into um uh putting together a very non traditional cover um with uh jason anderson was our cover um subject for volume two and that was really cool um we met a I, I met an artist um, online from the Ukraine, um, a guy named Bodem Barenko, and he just does just really cool artwork, and we featured him in our art section in Volume 2 um, called Vite, and uh, he did this, the Anderson 
you haven't seen that one, right? You said you've only got three and four. Yeah, I've only got three and four. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, uh, fingers crossed, that uh, someone over there can uh, can get me one and two, especially the fact that you guys are having uh, a sale right now for anyone who's looking to uh, to, to get their hands on uh, some early issues. I believe there's a, a sale on those as well. You know what? I think the sale ended yesterday, to be honest. Perfect. With you. <laughs> so, but uh, it was a good sale, man. It's nice to see we got quite a few people um getting some of our, our older volumes. And again, that's what we're hoping to do is, you know, add, uh, put a print collection into the, into the market. Print. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, volume two, Jason Anderson. Um, you know, I, I have a, a personal relationship with Jason, um, and his family and I've spent, um, a lot of time with Jason, um, from 65, um, you know, through his amateur career and his pro career, his dad's a really good friend of mine. Uh, grandparents are amazing people. And um, so I was able to actually write a, fe- a feature story um, for Volume 2. And, uh, and I have that, that's one of my favorite uh, reads today, or not reads, but uh, favorite projects to put together because I got to go through a lot of history. Um, Bulmer came back and wrote again for us um, for Volume 2, and that's a little guy that I really like. Um, I've only met him briefly in staging a few times, but that's uh, Brazil's uh, Enzo Lopes. He's uh, a a really cool kid that's got um, great potential in the sport in the future. Uh, Cameron Cameron Steele, um, there's a great article on Cameron. He's just... You know, he's an amazing ambassador for our sport, and um, it's really cool working with him. I've known Cameron through those FMF Baja rides, and um, you talk about a class act dude and somebody that you literally put your your life in his in his team at Desert Assassin Sands when you're riding with him, and um, there, there's something. Baja can be a scary place, and. Uh, when you're uh, under the wing of Cameron and company, uh, they seem to uh, take that away and, and really let you enjoy Baja. Um, That's incredible so- to hear about a guy that, uh, for most people who know, mo- all they know about Cameron Steele is his coverage of the X Games back in the day. That uh, yeah. that's the that's the guy you'd be trusting with your life out in Baja. Uh, that's pretty cool. Very much so. He runs, uh, you know, their their program is. It's well thought out. So it's yeah, I mean, those guys. Uh, like I said, I uh, I'm blessed to have gone to Baja multiple times with Cameron and his crew, and uh, I don't think I'd want to go with anybody else. Um, but it, Baja is his backyard. Um, you know, he is uh, he is a very well respected person from the community down there. Um, people love Cameron. People respect him, and I think that's because. He truly respects uh, the people of Baja, the land of Baja, and the offerings of Baja. And uh, you know, it's, uh, you see, you, you can only you, you get to know that through being being there with him. And um, when you you recognize that about somebody, um, it, it's pretty. It's an honor to be in his presence. To be honest with you. Um, and then uh, we did a cool story with these guys out of Portland called uh, West America. Um, and these guys, uh, 
they rode five months, uh, 2,500 miles from, uh, I believe it was Vancouver, all the way down into South America on these uh, Franken bikes that they built. And it's a pretty cool journey. You know, it's just uh, getting lost um, on your dirt bike and taking on the world. Um, another really cool feature in here and, and somebody that I, I'd like to mention um, being that uh, an amazing supporter of ours is a feature we did on Mark Blanchard and he's um Mark is uh, one of the minds behind um uh, 100% um one industries um he's like there with Racer X um the, in, the, in the beginning and helping helping dating and company you know create uh, he's telling stories about those guys you know uh, working in the back office and rushing to get out volumes and um He's just got a great history in the sport, and uh, he's an amazing designer um, and a, just a, a great conversationalist. He's, he's a cool, super cool guy that um, I've got a lot of respect for, for Mark and that whole team over there. So, um, yeah, each volume has allowed me to, you know, kind of ex- grow relationships and get to know people at a deeper level, and um, it's been awesome. And, Volume three, uh, of course, that was uh, <coughs> Travis Pastrana cover. And, how did you uh, heard him? Because, uh, like, how did you get him to sit down for more than five minutes? Because uh, getting uh, Travis Pastrana to do anything is like hurting cats. Yeah, well, Travis just wanted me to give him some tips, um, some writing tips for quite some time. So oh, I was, yeah, I've been holding off on that one, um, knowing that I want to do a feature with him one day. So. Um, <laughs> I just playing around. Uh, Travis is an amazing guy. Um, you know, it, of course he's a he's a cover story, and um, you're right. You know, uh, hurting him is is crazy, and that's one of those those deals. Like, uh, you know, Travis is all over the world. When we were working with him, you know, he's uh, I believe he was in Japan. He he was then in Australia, and um, you know they're one would assume, and I think I'm probably right to say that, you know, he doesn't have a minute of time without somebody asking him for something, you know, or just being on the go. And he's, you know, he's a dad. He's got little ones and his wife. And so, um, you know, him agreeing to uh, to work with us on the future and find time was, um, I don't know, it's, that was really special. That meant something, uh, meant a lot, to be honest with you. And uh, then Travis and his team, um, pulled off the uh, impossible. I said, all right, well, um, what do you think about, you know, putting together a little video and uh, just, um, so he went to uh, like a promotional video. And I think yeah. he, at that time he was in Japan and like two days later, man, he went, found, found time to cut a promo video. And somebody, somebody took the time to load that file and get it over to us. And, um, uh, it was pretty cool, man. It's uh, for him to take the time to uh, to work with us, and not really even knowing what Meta was at that time. You know, just having some uh, faith in the fact that we we're working on something cool. And um, Andy Bell is uh, somebody that uh, I consider a friend, and we've uh, spent some time again in Baja together on that trip. And I approached Andy about writing the feature. Uh, I think there's, in my opinion, probably nobody better for that that feature with Travis and um, the, the phone call and, and and a green light and we're off and running so um, yeah the uh, for Travis to uh, 
to make everything happen down to, you know, the photo that uh, was provided for the cover that that was all, you know, his doing and his team's doing to make this possible for us from all corners of the globe. And, um, and you just, it, it's, it's hard to even, um, to describe how grateful you are when all those pieces finally come together, you know, cause, uh, it, it's not always easy getting all the components for stories together, you know, and, uh, right. and then we have, um, another thing I want to bring up, uh, we're talking about, you know, the meat of what we're doing and, and who's doing things with us is, um, is uh, we've been really blessed to have uh, Brett Smith um, be one of our contributing writers. And, you know, Brett is, uh, he knows everything there is to know, period. Um, he's just, he's amazing. And we're, you know, we're uh, lucky enough to have well of knowledge. A deep yeah, well of knowledge. And he's super cool, man. Like he came out to Denver in, in February. We got to meet face to face, spend some time together, and uh, it's uh, one of those dudes. I was like, ah, I didn't want to see him leave town, you know, and get some more time around him. And, and we're going to do that. We're going to continue to, you know. Um, and Brett's been working with us on each volume since. So um, he, he's uh, he, his voice brings a lot to what we're doing, and uh, I'm pretty lucky to work with him. And, and then volume three, there's Roland Sands in there, uh, character, um, another super, super funny guy, man. He's, uh, he's fun to be around and he's, um, if anybody, you know, if you could point at somebody in a crowd, you know, that guy is, um, you know, he, he's a motorcycle guy. That's who he is. You know, he is, uh, he's cool, man. Um, that that whole Rolling Sands project, you know, I've been over their shop and just everything they have going on. Hooligan Racing's rad. Um, yeah. His history. The whole movie is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. You know, and I went out to, um, (coughs) my partner Ben was invited to race the uh, Super Prestigio race with Rolling and his team um, that was in Las Vegas earlier. Matter of fact, we were in, um, where were we? We were in Italy, and um, we flew back and flew from Italy to Vegas. And I think we got in our hotel room at like five in the morning, like um, thirty, forty hour flight because of snow delays and stuff. And then woke up at like eight o'clock, so we got like three hours of sleep, and then went racing with Roland and his crew. And I, I was, um, I was walking around. Um, had a couple beers, just kind of out of it, you know, um, jet lagged and just spaced out. And uh, but I was hanging out with this this whole Hogan crew throughout the day, and man, they made me want to go to the racetrack really bad because uh, it's just a different environment. And it's all about fun and camaraderie and friendships and and uh, and you know, the cool one-off things that you know, not just super rad bikes and, and it's cool people, man. It's uh. I, I see Hogan racing really uh, taking off in this country. That allows, uh, you know, I've got a couple old street bikes in my garage. I wanted to go race one on next Saturday night. I could probably do it and, um, and have the time of my life doing it. So, um, getting to know Roland again. I knew Roland thanks um, to Little D uh, through Baja over the years, and um, so you know, it's uh, and Little D wrote the Roland piece, which is cool. 
and um, I've been really lucky to work with some people like um, from the industry that that are working on some pieces with us. Um, I think we have uh, who's writing for us now. Um, drawing a blank on volume five, but uh, yeah, little D's. Oh, um, Florian. Um, he's a Canadian. Um, he's he's brand manager for KTM in uh, Canada. He just he wrote a piece for volume five and um, tried to to work with some people um, in the industry to you know to write and, and do more than just be a um, an ad supporter, but to put their voice into our book, you know, and little D's are the perfect person to do so. Um, what else is in here? Volume three, CC motorcycles, uh, dudes out of Portland, tour, the tour Drake, Drake McElroy and, uh, George, uh, Casapakis. I think George, sorry if I messed that up, but, uh, the CC, <laughs> the CC family, I don't know. Um, uh, if you, if you follow what those guys got going up, going on in Portland, but that's about the coolest vibe going right now. Um, they're just loving life, going, um, you know, on adventures and, and uh, racing flat track. And just, um, it, it, uh, there's a creators of a show called The One Show that's uh, uh, a bike show that goes on every uh, Valentine's Day up in Portland. That's just growing by leaps and bounds and um they got something figured out man they're they're about good times and motorcycles and it's uh it's just as black and white as you could ask it to be you know these these guys uh they're they're just real deal good cats that uh that put smiles on their faces and go ride their motorcycles and i really enjoyed our, our company there um and then we've got kenny alexander in that feature as well um Who's the uh, Fast House Kenny? He's also, you know, the uh, founder of Day in the Dirt, and um, yeah. you know, he comes from uh, the, the Hollywood stunt community, and is um, I don't know, man. He's about as passionate as a guy as as they get. Um, super wound up, and um, he's on the move right now, man. He's uh, I think Fast House, in my opinion, has um, got got a great great future in front of it, and he's uh, doing it really good job growing that brand. So, um, you know, Kenny gets to tell the story behind the fast house. Um, it's really, you know, the story, I don't give it everything away, but the story's worth a read because you'll really understand what the brand's about at that point. And, um, it, uh, so I was, I was really grateful to have that. And then one of my favorite apertures, um, today was, um, Mike Sweeney. Um, He's uh, hopefully moving to Colorado soon too. But uh, Mike put together an aperture uh, piece from us that you know was from the uh, late '80s, early '90s, with um, imagery of you know Ricky Johnson. Uh, and yeah, just flip through here, just some of my favorite shots. Just Stanton, um, it's really cool stuff. And um, and then uh, maybe Mike on my nice... show. My guy's got. I love Mike. Makes good stuff. Yeah, he's super cool, man. He told me he's moving out here. He came to our release party, and uh, it's just an honor to meet him in person. And he made that uh, effort to come out here and be a part of what we're doing. And um, he, he definitely through, you know, volume three, and, and uh, I believe we'll end up doing more stuff in the future. But you know, he uh, he put his stamp on what we're doing right now, and um, really appreciative of it. And it's cool. And then, um, let's see, volume three, I was going to say the nicest guy 
I think, out there. And uh, somebody that's been a huge influence on my life was uh, was Caballero and um, and Steve. Uh, we had Eric Shirk, who's from Pennsylvania, um, write that feature and uh, with uh, with Steve and I think it's super cool. And he's a passionate motocross racer and or rider and racer. He's a dad. He's raising kids on dirt bikes, and you know he's he's a legend of all skate legends and just a, a really amazing artist and and on top of that just a genuine like cool humble nice guy that give you the shirt off his back he's, he's super cool so that um i think volume three really started to to shape up um in the direction we we want to see things go with a nice mix of content from you know different worlds of motorcycling and that leads us to that's where Jason Saad uh, jumped in as well, right? Yeah, Jason jumped in at. Um, now I had known Jason um, from when I was a kid. Uh, I lived in Georgia in Atlanta, and um, and Jason Saad moved to town and uh, from California, from NorCal, and um, he was uh, he he was definitely. Um, at the time, he, he was one of the fastest racers um, in in our region um, and, and in the country, for that matter. I think Jason, I want to say that was, and he'll remind you, but maybe it was 86 or something like that. But um, he, he got second, or I believe he got second at Loretta's in Schoolboy. And, you know, I was, uh, I was the kid that got to go race every now and then when I was one of five kids. And... You know, <laughs> there's a horse show going on, and I was screwed. You know, um, so I looked up to Jason because he he had a real program going on and um, a lot of support, and he was he's definitely the dude. And we became friends really quickly when he when he moved to town, and um, you know that friendship lasted uh, through high school, and then we went our own separate ways and moved out of state and. You know, um, we didn't have, uh, we weren't texting or any of that. You know, it wasn't Facebook back then. Um, phones still had those curly cues on them. And, uh, so time went on and he hit me up one day and I said, Hey, man, he's the same camper that grew up there in, uh, in Atlanta that's running Verb. I said, Yeah. And he said, Man, it's Jason Assad. It was, uh, it's crazy. I hadn't heard from him for 20 years, you know? Wow. And, um, uh, Jason showed up at uh, Verb Classic race that we had um, down at, at Chicani, and um, I guess I didn't see him for 20 years, and he just was as passionate about the sport as ever, you know. And he's like, "Man, I just love what you're doing. I love what you're doing, and you know, I, I'd love to be involved somehow." And uh, the opportunity uh, presented itself as uh, as um, we moved into Volume Three of Meta. Um, yeah, I took sole ownership of that, or not sole ownership, but I, I re, uh, restructured the partnership um, to include Jason and um, also Julie Keeman, who is, uh, of course, is our CFO and, and just an amazing person. Now she's uh, she's worked alongside Jason on some other projects out of Atlanta. Really brought the professional uh, element to what we're doing, um, you know, as far as the business foundation and and um, and. Here we are, man. Jason is just as passionate as anybody, and um, it's to me, it's it's really just kind of cool. And you, 
you go on in life and you say, oh, man, I wonder whatever happened to old Jason Assad, you know, I probably asked myself that a hundred times over the years, you know, and, um, and then now here we are, like, we're, we're as thick as thieves when we were kids, you know, we got in a lot of trouble together. We did a lot of things for the first time together. And, uh, you know, we, we had those, those, uh, those moments that, that created memories and, um, to, to see that relationship just kind of come full circle and, um, you know, for us now to have uh, this project to, to focus on and, you know, motocross is what, um, I believe probably sparked the first conversation we had, you know, when I was uh, 15, I think. And, um, and it brought us back together, you know, 20 something years later. Um, but it was, it's kind of, to me, it's a, it's an honor to work, um, alongside Jason. He's, uh, he's a pretty smart guy and he's driven as hell. And, um, he completely understands the vision, um, and, and is just instrumental in, in where we've gotten, especially with these last couple of issues. And, um, you, you've got to, you got to have a really strong team, especially when you're, you're young in a business like this. And, you know, this is, uh, it's, like I said earlier in conversations, uh, we don't know what the outcome um, of Meta uh, is going to be, especially with Volume One, Two, Three. Um, we're definitely feeling better about things as we grow right now, but you know, have uh, have somebody that says, "Yeah, I, I, I see where this is going, and I, I back this." Now, um, get out there and, and kick some ass and take a breath, you know, take a deep breath because we're going to make this happen. That's what Jason brought to, to the team early on and, um, at a time when I really needed it, you know, because, uh, it's, like I said, uh, it's, if you saw our print bills, um, <laughs> they're a little shocked because, uh, these aren't traditional books, you know, so well, there's a lot invested. <laughs> there's a lot laying on the line here. And, uh, Having somebody with a, a business background that Jason does have um, is instrumental in what we're doing. Um, like I said, it, it's really cool because that you know Jason grew up, um, like I said, in NorCal, um, Todd Hicks, and you know, a lot of the the, the old school uh, crew from up in that area, and to see him be able to circle back with that community of friends and be involved in the sport and you know share the success of of this project, like there's, there's a lot of gratification there for me personally. Cause you know, I, I'm now doing this with my buddy that, uh, I grew up with and, um, you know, he, he's a, able to be involved. Uh, you know, Jason comes from like the money market world and, um, <clears throat> stepped away from motocross for a long time, you know, and, um, and, you know, raising his family and just, you know, being a businessman. And, um, uh, now it's, he's, uh, He's right back in the thick of it. Um, he's loving it, and uh, he's very much a big part of what's going on in motocross and, and motorcycle publishing right now. And um, you know, I'm just grateful to be able to do that alongside somebody that I have that much respect for and a history with. So it's been pretty cool. Jason's great. Jason is great, and uh, it's because of him that we were able to communicate and, and, and get on the phone in the, for the first place, so I, I really can't thank him enough uh, for making this connection, and uh, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't be happier uh, with, with 
with to have you on the show as well as how how well this is going so far. I guess uh, uh, to take a, a moment mid podcast, just um, let you know how much I appreciate all the stories and all the insight as to uh, how this uh, this publication came to be. And uh, um, before before we talk about uh, five. Um, I wanted to kind of jump into uh, four a little bit and talk about uh, working with the great, the uh, the king of Supercross, none other than Jeremy McGrath, a man who uh, is um, a friend to all as far on two wheels and um, possibly uh, just as, if not more, passionate about the sport of motocross and Supercross as uh, you, I, or anybody. Oh, I absolutely. Um... <clears throat> Oh man, where do I start? Um, Starstruck is, you know, the, probably where I'll start with McGrath. Um, you know, I, I think I got to know Jeremy a little bit the maybe the first year I went to Baugh. I can't remember as well ago, but um, rode with him, and I think it was a big group of guys, almost maybe sixty deep, um, on this one Baja trip, and. Uh, and I'm just kind of looking at him, you know, for five days. You're like, ah, oh, there's the king. Ah, oh, there's the king again. God, there's the king, you know. And uh, maybe shied away from him a little bit in these huge groups. Didn't spend too much time talking to him. And um, I think the second, uh, maybe it's the second year, two years later, um, he uh, got the, was a small group of guys and got to know him a little bit more, have more conversation with him the first couple of days. And, um, he became human to me at that point, you know, and, uh, I was, I was shocked, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, man, he's the king, like I said, you know, and, um, yeah, I'm just some dude along on the, on the, the trip that looks super squirrely on the dirt bike, right? But, uh, and he just treats you like anybody else. And, um, it's awesome. He uh, got to know Jeremy pretty well uh, over the years down in Baja, and uh, I've seen him um, just be as genuine as as he could be um, to people. And I think one of my favorite stories. Uh, uh, well, I get two good stories out of this one trip. But it was uh, McGrath was behind me, and we're coming down. Um, and coming down this cliff or something, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, fill side into, uh, down into the beach. And it's kind of sketchy because it's off camera and there was this massive rain rut. And I'm talking 20, 30 feet deep off to the left. And, um, of course I look at it and the more I look at it, the more I lean towards it. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm not, I knew he was right behind me, right? And excuse my mind. I'm like, oh man, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm going into this, uh, you know, this small canyon, and uh, the king's right behind me. It's uh, really bothering me, you know. It's like all these thoughts going through my head, but Jeremy being behind me was like the, the main thought. You know? And somehow or another, I, I, I pulled it off and didn't go in there. And um, well, lo and behold, like I'd say about five, ten minutes later, um, we're we're all going down the beach fifth. And it just goes fast as you can. You can you can just open up your bike, and it's just a beautiful experience. Um, you're just you're on these just secluded beaches. Just waves are rolling in, and then fast the waves roll in. Yeah, your friends see a dive in front of you. Try to hit a wave, and and um, 
um, you do the same. And a uh, buddy of mine, Cody Schaefer, that uh, is an amazing off-road racer out of Colorado and uh, pretty much, a, I call him a brother. We're, we're very close, uh, almost like a family. Uh, Cody and I were trading waves, and I uh, had had enough water in my bottles that uh, you know, I just put my head down. I saw a big one coming, and uh, so I'm just pinned. I put my head down, and... Um, I wasn't looking, of course, and Cody sees that uh, Cody sees that it uh, actually drops off into like a little lagoon. So he pulls left, um, and uh, I ride uh, straight into this uh, into the ocean on my uh, fifth tent. And uh, <laughs> bike was underwater, and uh, I was up to my neck in water, swimming around in there. The cameras in my backpack it was a mess, and. Uh, of course, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, God, I've just ruined it for everybody. This bike will never start. And, uh, yeah, it's a KTM. It was an electric start. And I'd say three minutes and just having that thing put, you know, with his front wheel straight up in the air. And three minutes later, it fired back up. I was so lucky. Um, salt water ended up eventually killing that bike, but I made it out of Baja. But um, that night... Uh, or maybe it was the next one. I think we had a awards down there at this bar called Coyote Cows, and um, I got uh, I got the crash award for Baja that year, and um, everybody's making fun of me, of course. And uh, McGrath, he he uh, he nicknamed me Water Boy, which is awesome. And uh. but, <laughs> I told him I was like, man, I'm. Keep it coming, man. I just got nicknamed by the king. I'll take it. You know, it's uh, it was funny. But then, then he went on to tell me. He said, "You know what, man?" He said, "He goes, don't be so hard on yourself." He says, "I was coming. I was right behind you coming down that cliff, and that gave me shivers." I was, I was thinking, "Ah, oh, that's amazing." And he goes, "He goes, you're, you're not such a squid. You pulled that off, dude." I was pretty impressed. And I was like, "Ah, oh, that was that was really nice getting a compliment from him." But Jeremy just said, uh, "You know." He, like I said, he became really human, and he's just just the nicest person you could you could uh, be around. And you know, once once uh, I bro- I broke out of being maybe shy or or whatever around him, you know, he's uh, I'd like to say that we're friends to this day. You know, it's just truly is interested in in maybe me as uh, as I was in him in some conversations, you know, and. Uh, that that's kind of carried on to discover story a little bit too. But when we were leaving Baja, my friend Cody Schaefer that rode down there with me, um, he, he's a very advanced rider. He's done very well for ISDE here in the, um, the representing the U.S. And he, he is a, a, a really nice, uh, a good rider um, in comparison to myself. And um, we're, we're leaving Baja that trip and uh, know, pulling out of the parking lot and, uh, hear like a bang on the side of the Springer van and it was uh it was McGrath and he comes up to uh comes up to the window and says, Hey, before you leave, I just wanted to tell you it's really a pleasure riding with you to Cody. Um he says, uh, I really dig your riding style, man. He goes, uh, thanks thanks for coming on this trip. It was a blast getting to ride with you. And um <laughs> dude, that was the coolest yeah. thing ever. No, I, I, I don't even know how you react to that, right? It's 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 incredible. Yeah, and you know, it's a, and like he went out of his way to do that, and um, 
as we we rode down the road, you know, Cody's like, but Kraft just told me he likes my riding. You know, it's cool. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, and we're we're grown men, dude. So it's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> the king, the the king is the king, you know. And uh, so yeah, um, I really have a lot of respect for Jeremy. Um, we asked him to uh, do the shoot um, with us for the cover. He, uh, you know, we had we did the shoot uh, as a. Uh, the salt flat or the flats up there, um, John and Plank, um, just outside of Victorville. Hey, uh, you know, we asked McGrath, hey man, um, meet you up here around four o'clock or, uh, we want to try to get some sunset, this and that. And no problem. And, um, he, had, he showed up right on time. He was not in a hurry. He wanted this to be great. Um, that's when he asked me some questions about um, about parenthood. Like we're talking about kids, and he was, I think he asked me some advice or something on on raising kids. And I was like, that is so funny, you know. Um, <clears throat> but he, like I said, you know, it's uh, just a cool, humble guy. I remember asking him on that shoot. I said, man, what's it like driving? Because he had uh, he had his truck and he had his you know his bike and number two on it and. And I, he's driving uh, from what, San Diego up to uh, through, uh, you know, Victorville. That's he probably passed a, a thousand fans along the way. You know, and I said, well, "What's it like being the king, man? Driving around in a truck with your bike and all these people?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Sometimes some people, uh, you know, they wave at me and stuff, and it, it just always makes me feel happy." And it's, uh, hey, it's just cool how humble he is. You know, it's, uh, he's a very approachable person. He loves the sport more than anybody. Uh, he's a great family man, a great father. Uh, and, and I'm just blessed to uh, to have got to know him. And, and I think he's really supportive of what we're doing with this book, too. He's, uh, yeah, it, I think he's right on board with it. But he's, he's yeah, on board he, of things with the sport, man. Like, it's not – I, I, I tie, tie it into the story of how, uh, like, Brandon Dunn from Bill's Pipes uh, – text me like about a month ago after the San Diego Supercross and he's like he said hey McGrath is talking about you this weekend I was like excuse me he said yeah he, he mentioned how like how awesome it is that you post out uh he was talking to Bill from Bill's Pipes about your Instagram and how cool it is that you post out about Bill's Pipes and stuff like that and he really likes your stuff I'm like the Jeremy McGrath like not just like another guy named Jeremy McGrath but the guy yeah 100% and that's just who Jeremy McGrath is yeah, and uh, and I'm sure I'm sure you went to bed that night with a huge smile on your face. And, uh, still, still have uh, it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, and it's just cool to know that um, you know, somebody like himself is is uh, I mean, it's just a real person like us, you know. And, and he he has him. You would you would there's no attitude, man. He's he's uh, he, he and I think he's truly enjoying life, and that's that's really important. And, it really shows in who he is, but uh, yeah, nothing but respect for for Jeremy. Um, he, he's been amazing to work with. I I will tell you that there's uh, there's other stuff that uh, that we plan on doing here very soon together, which is super super exciting. And um, yeah, like uh, you know, he's uh, he he's the story. I think was was uh, I don't want to give away the story, but um, you know, the the story. Uh, was a very creative angle 
and uh, from Brett Smith and uh, the read was well and uh, the read, read is a good really good in-depth read and um, I I'm just you know I'm beside myself as you know I, as a fan of the sport lifelong fan of the sport too I'm sitting here looking at volume four right now and you know it's right there during this photo shoot um, it was uh, you know to I feel pretty accomplished, to be honest with you, just to, you know, be able to work with somebody of that stature. And um, it, it's it's cool. It's cool to know that, um, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, I had a question for him. He's a phone call away, and uh, and uh, he respects what I'm doing. And um, that that means a ton to me, personally. Oh, it's, uh, it's, not, it's nothing short of an honor to to have this opportunity to do what we're doing with Meta and to, you know, expand on these relationships and, and build new relationships and uh, work. Uh, we've had a pretty stacked, um, you know, right now we, we just got done working with Carrie Hart, you know, and Carrie Hart, the King, um, you know, Pastrana, Anderson, um, Herlings. We've uh, blessed to work with some people that, have, you know, uh, had some impact on the sport and, uh, that are are truly uh, good stories, and uh, that's what um, at the end of the day, that's the, the funnest part about what we're doing. I think is once we wrap up an issue, it's uh, literally you know when we take files to press, um, we have our creative meetings on Tuesday night. So you know whatever we drop off uh, files on on Friday on Tuesday, we're diving into the next issue. And, um, you know, working. I'm not going to give away volume six or or beyond, but you know, we we're going to continue to work with some some great stories and and, and great humans and and uh, it's cool, man. That's that's uh, if anything, I I'm just very grateful for um, where I am in my professional career and uh, you know what what I get to do. I I'm uh, I'm the type of person that's uh, uh, I am uh, a quality of life person, and I'm definitely um, experiencing a lot of that through the project of Meta thus far. Well, I'm hoping that it uh, sounds like it's giving you the the, the warm and fuzzies, and that, and that uh, carries you through each day, knowing uh, full well that there's a lot of people that are uh, are getting goosebumps over uh, over the publication. I know when I first picked up uh, Volume Three, Leaf through it, I, I honestly I couldn't go to bed without uh, grabbing four, and uh, I feel like people are going to feel the same way when, when they when they pick up five. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the backside of of, uh, of these commercials from uh, the folks over at Fly racing we'll be right back on big mx radio hey everybody this is jimmy button former factory supercross rider you're listening to the big mx radio show we're going to take it to a commercial we'll be right back if there's one item to be picky about it's choosing the right helmet i'm andrew short and i choose the f2 carbon from fly racing you too can wear the exact same helmet i wear trey canard wears Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. 
For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. X-Racing Man. But more than five sport big Jeff likes is a fat bull. Amigos with Bran. Fat bull. Amigos with Bran. Oats for power. Bran's for speed. Ooh, that tastes what a delicious treat for her. Cereal bees, Amigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand, that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they're simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12 the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WUSA.com today. WUSA, 
all things wheels. What's up guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Bill's Pipes, the home of legendary performance. Since 1974, Bill's Pipes has been providing motocross and off-road riders the performance they need. Two-stroke or four-stroke, Bill's Pipes has the exhaust system for you. In recent years, we've seen a resurgence of the Bill's Pipes brand, and that's great news. And that's great news for motocross racers everywhere. For four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to dominate the fight on any brand. For you two-stroke guys, the MX2 Bill's Pipes exhaust system is the right one for the job and comes in works, nickel, and the all-new Cone look finish that'll turn heads all day long. Head to BillsPipes.com right now and get the same pipe used by Billy Lidinovich, Vicky Golden, the JMR Suzuki team, Jesse Pierce, Nico Izzy, and David Cole. Bill's Pipes is craftsmanship at its finest. So go with Bill's Pipes and never settle. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast still on the line with Andrew Campo of Meta. Um, and, and Andrew, uh, to, to finish off uh, and, and kind of uh, talk more about uh, the, the most recent issue, I wanted to uh, congratulate you on the, the latest release. Like you said, the shipping starts out for, for, for regular uh, uh, shipments start out uh, today or maybe that's tomorrow. And then uh, so you'll be able to find that at, at Barnes & Noble and, and, and many other uh, locations. Um, and, and that's a really cool thing to, uh, to be happening. Yeah, well, uh, the Barnes & Noble um, copies will hit, I believe, on April 1st. Uh, so as far as uh, newsstand, we're at Barnes um, Nationwide. We're at uh, Hastings, which is a Midwestern um, music bookstore. Um, I think they're right up, I want to say, 100-plus Hastings throughout the Midwest. And, and then we're in um, Reader's World as well. Uh, th- those are our, our newsstand locations currently, and uh, we are working on um, expanding uh, newsstand as well, uh, and looking to uh, get some European or international distribution stuff uh, solidified by the end of this year, um, shipping to to and from um, Europe or internationally is. Uh, it's a tough one to figure out, but we're working on that as well. And then um, we've got some great specialty shops. I mentioned CC earlier, but uh, if you go on our site, we have uh, growing by the day. We've got there's a lot of really cool motorcycle shops that uh, motorcycle culture based shops that are popping up around uh, the country and uh, 
there's Jane Motorcycle in New York. There's CC. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's Iron and Resin out of California. There's uh, uh, We're in quite a few different uh, boutique-style shops as well, which has been super cool. Um, so we're, we're, uh, we're building all the time. Um, on our reach and um, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of work involved in that stuff which is uh, that's exciting stuff too is when you make headway with distribution or you pick up another specialty shop and um, it's, it's the specialty shop stuff I really love because um, usually that comes in the form of uh, you know uh, an, an email um, and and followed up by a conversation and you get to meet somebody and learn more about their motorcycle background and their shop's history and you know you, you get excited to uh to maybe stop at that shop next time you're in that region uh, things of that nature so um the book is allowing us to build new relationships on a daily basis and um it's a cool thing about motorcycling that we talked about uh earlier you know there's a it's a band of brothers if you will and um that's uh to me it's if you if you you know if you love motorcycling then we have a whole lot to talk about but you can probably tell I'm hard to shut up at times and uh, <laughs> I it's cool man we've met so many new friends and um you know through this project it has uh introduced me to a lot of great people uh, in a short amount of time and um, it really excites me about the future and um it's good stuff man we're, we're really happy about it uh, and great partnerships. Um, we uh, One that has been really cool is uh, we've worked really closely with Husqvarna this year to um, kind of tap into some of their history. We went over to Sweden and spent uh, spent some time over there um, getting ride motorcycles with the uh, um, Husqvarna brand ambassador, uh, Gunnar Lindstrom, and he's, he's one of the first... Uh, Swedes to come over back in the day with Torsten Holman and, you know, really put the charge um, on, you know, help, helping to grow motocross here in America and uh, to get to ride and tour around Sweden with with somebody uh, like him is just amazing. And uh, the brand, uh, we, we've really built a, a great relationship with them. And then that allowed me to learn so much about their brand history. That is, um, I love history. And everything I've learned about Husqvarna's history um, and where they're going with their future is uh, super exciting. So big, uh, uh, really grateful for them for the opportunities to, uh, uh, to travel over to Sweden. Um, again, we traveled with them over to the ICMA show to uh, be some of the first people to look at the new 701 um, Husqvarna that will be coming over to the States, I believe, in late 2017. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing motorcycle. And uh, so we're doing cool things with great brands, um, great partners, and uh, and great humans. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's been super fun. Um, it seems like it's really weird to, to look at five volumes kind of stacked up right now. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like, oh, we already put out five of them, you know, and uh, it seems like yesterday we were trying to figure out what to do with volume two and uh, volume three and volume four. And um, uh, though we're not a monthly magazine, it seems like we're we're busting them out uh, fairly quick. And it's, um, each one is, is uh, like I said, uh, 
there's some adventure, um, personal adventure put into to each issue, and that's kind of nice because that allows us to, you know, in time I'll be able to look back at each one of these these books and, um, you know, uh, to, to have have some fond memories of creating these stories and uh, working alongside these great people. So it's cool, and um, I don't know, I'm uh, I'm just grateful for what we're doing, and um, I, again, we could I could we couldn't have done this without the support of the industry and. That was earned support, um, you know, through success on other projects like Verb, and um, it's just it's going well right now, and it's uh, it's fun. I really like what I'm doing. uh, At the end of the day, and I like I like um, my work environment. Uh, We've got a uh, you know sometimes a less is more type of approach to what we're doing, and keeping. kind of uh, our circle very intimate with our inner workings and um, it it seems to really create or allows us the the ability to be creative and and to to kind of think um, you know Jason Assad and and Julie they they really focus on the business side of things and um, creating opportunities there and and really push Ben and myself to you know really uh, put our focus where it needs to be. And that's being the creative minds behind the project. And ultimately that's, um, that's what I want to do with my time is, is come up with ideas and uh, make things happen. And uh, I've been, you know, I, I, I helped to create this opportunity, but I'm, you know, I've also been given this opportunity, like I said, from our readers to my partners, to the industry, you know, uh, Without them, I wouldn't be able to get up it, um, every day. And right now, I'm getting up, and I'm super happy. You know, we've got some projects I'm working on here. Nice. That, uh, we'll we'll talk to you a little bit more about in the future, but uh, we definitely have some some ideas to uh, to uh, better plant ourselves here in Denver, and um, which is uh, part of our story too. Um, then my creative director was living. Uh, Huntington Beach, um, working for DC. He's a Colorado native, and uh, I was actually born in Colorado, and I was living in New Mexico. And uh, and we searched the we searched the world over for the right printer that uh, you know allowed us to print at a certain level of quality, which is this sheet fed printing that we're doing. And um, ultimately, um, found a printer here in Denver. And um, Ben had made mention of how sweet it would be to be able to go back to Colorado and build this magazine. So um, I was pretty happy when I called him one day and said, man, I think I think we're going to print out of Denver. And so um, we've really, uh, Colorado's home to my family, not so much me. I traveled around a lot, but um, coming back to Colorado and uh, Denver's a really booming city. It's a lot of fun. There's a great motorcycle community here. Um, it's a great place to just be a motorcyclist. And, um, and we're really proud of the fact that, you know, we, we're not in Southern California. Um, we didn't feel like we had to be in Southern California to create this product. And I think we're on, we've proven that already to the industry, which is really cool. And um, we have a, a product that's not only built here in Colorado, but it's produced here, you know, it's printed here and everything we do is, um, here out of our city. And, uh, I don't know, we've, we've, um, 
got quite the following in Denver now, which is super cool because, you know, you're around town, you hear a lot of people talking about what we're doing and um, it, it's it's cool. It's, um, it's a good feeling. And it's nice to be outside of the industry a little bit. Um, you know, we have worked in the industry for quite some time and, you know, to be able to go to California and have meetings and visit with my friends and stuff is, uh, I'd much rather do that and then kind of be in my own little zone, um, here in Denver and, uh, and then blast these, uh, these books out. Like, uh, like I said, I got some, uh, some text messages today from the industry regarding volume five and like, God, we love what you guys are doing. And, uh, Cool. So we're kind of breaking fold in a lot of ways. And, uh, yeah. So there's, uh, I don't know, I think I, I ramble, but that goes back to quality of life. Um, that's yeah. a huge, a huge part of why we're doing what we're doing is, you know, I'm, uh, I'm closing in on 45 years old and, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm a hard worker. I've always been a hard worker and, uh, very much a dreamer. And, um, this project is, is truly allowed me to, to enjoy myself um, for the first time in a very long, long time on the creative side, which is killer. So it's, uh, it's good. And we've got some really, really cool plans. Um, you know, some adventures that are going to take us around the globe this year. And, um, and we've got some great new partnerships in place. We're working closely now with uh, Ducati um, BMW is, is a new partner of ours. Uh, Harley Davidson, and uh, we're working very closely with them um, out, outside of just traditional advertising. That, you know, these brands are coming to us to uh, to talk about, you know, creating things together. And, um, and that, uh, that's awesome because um, that, that allows us to dive into, you know, the histories of these brands or to, you know, explore um, – not only our country, but to explore the world on, on great motorcycles with great partners. And, um, it's cool because the, I, the brands I just mentioned are, you know, they're, they're motorcycle brands, but they're not motocross industry brands. And seeing those brands, um, uh, latch on to what we're doing is, I, I think, sending a pretty good message, um, that uh, you know we're we're putting a product in the marketplace that um, is something that all motorcyclists can gravitate towards, and so it's uh, it's exciting times. That's that's for sure. Well, in a lot of ways, the the publication actually brings um, brings the, the the motorcyclists together. It, it, it goes right back to the roots, and I like motorcycling has grown through so many different branches over the years. We have. Uh, uh, street bikes and, and choppers and we have uh, dirt track and we have uh, speedway and motocross and supercross and, and uh, trials all this but at some point you have to dig up the roots and see what uh, where it all came from and uh, where it all came from is, is motor- motorcyclists the, the purest form and I think that's where uh, from from a, an advertising standpoint people are connecting with and um, they, they like the the umbrella that uh, you broadcast to, or the, that your 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 audience is uh, is is a lot larger than someone who uh, kind of is more specific. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, there's no question that opens us up to a, a very very broad audience, which is it's super healthy for the magazine, of course. But um, yeah, it, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. There's a <coughs> there's a couple. Of, Excuse me, I have a cold, but there's a couple of uh, 
publications from the surf and skate worlds that um, are independent publishers that have put out books that absolutely influenced what we're doing uh, with Meta. Uh, and uh, and I'll note those guys right now. It's uh, there's a book out there called Monster Children, and if uh, if you you uh, like skate or or um, just youth culture, surfing especially. Um, Monster Children is it's a really cool title. And um, so being, being um, an independent publisher in, in this space is uh, not always the easiest thing, but I think this uh, we're moving more towards a, a day and age of um, uh, we're going to see independent publishers uh, rise up a little bit right now. Just uh fun man it, it, it's a challenge it's a risk it's uh you know long long nights and uh got this last summer I drove across the country more than once you know uh, we're just putting in the work but at the end of the day it's uh what i like about meta is um they smell good that's uh some some of the comments yeah. we first yeah you know, when we got uh when we put out volume one you know or Right, man. And, uh, we started seeing some people comment on Instagram and whatnot. They're like, man, these smell good, you know. And uh, I was like, man, that was like a fresh smell. meta. <laughs> yeah, no, they they do smell. They smell really good. They smell like ink, you know, and paper. And uh, that was cool. And and uh, you know, we use a, a really nice aqueous cover, um, a coating on our cover, and um, we. We made well, some decisions. Like to, to leave these on your coffee table, it's not like a bunch of magazines just spread out and or a pile, a stack of magazines. Like these could aesthetically look like uh, you got these on your coffee table and uh, you've got your stuff together. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. We. Uh, I really like. Um, and and you you probably saw there's a uh, a difference in in uh, paper choice that we used um for volume 3 to 4 and we stuck with it for volume 5 and I think we're we're now content you know there's a lot of that that's gone on from volume 1 to to now too is trying to find the right formula on it, a few different things and papers being one of them and um so we're using now um I actually uh not to get too far into the business side of things but you know, we decided to spend uh, quite a bit more money on paper. Um, the books are the same size, but um, we we wanted them to to be what they are now versus volume one and two. And it, it's funny; it's uh, the paper is actually the same weight of paper. It just has no finish. It's a raw paper, and you think uh, you think an unfinished paper would would be cheaper than a paper that's, you know, been uh, glossed or um, pressed and, and everything else, but it's not. But um, so we've we've decided to, um, you know, invest more into what we're doing to get the product to where it really, you know, it, 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 there's more girth to the new volumes and they just feel better. And uh, the quality is, is something that we're really focused on. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely about putting out a product that that will we have pride in and and that we did our best um and uh, to get there you know we'll we'll always evolve of course but um i think that uh, i think that really shows between volumes 3 and volume 4 that we're building a, a product for our readers and uh, it's it's not about you know um 
you know, sh- shaving a few cents here, shaving a, sh- uh, a few cents there. And we're even working further on that right now with, um, with fulfillment and shipping, like really searching for alternatives to bring down costs for our subscribers and, um, you know, make, make the product the best it can be at the most affordable price. And those things take time and, um, and we're working on those right now. And it's, uh, Pretty cool. There's a lot of things that that I find super interesting about what we're doing that maybe some people wouldn't. But uh, you know, it's uh, there's a lot to learn about publishing. Um, I, again, I've been in the publishing world since '95, so I, I know um, quite a bit compared to maybe some you know the majority of people that don't have a, that type of background. But um, the, the business side of what we're doing is, is super interesting. There's a lot of strategy that's going into what we're doing. Um, and uh, there's a lot of future planning um, involved in what we're doing as well. So those are the kind of things that I, I focus on primarily and uh, that uh, I, I really enjoy. So at the end of the day, our, our goal is to put, like I said, a, a product that, that we can truly um, be proud of into the marketplace and, and something that you know, if somebody buys a copy of Meta, I want them to feel like, you know, it, it's hard to make money these days. And um, I wanted people to feel like their money was well spent. And so far, so good. And I haven't gotten any hate now. Or <laughs> we haven't got any, uh, hey, this is the worst, you know, 15 bucks uh, I ever spent. You know, we haven't got, I haven't got any of that yet. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy about that. Well, um, that uh, you, you mentioned that there's, there's a lot to learn, and uh, that brings me to, to my next question: is what, what was your greatest challenge uh, in in developing through the the five uh, issues um, or five, five volumes rather, uh, and uh, how did you overcome it? You know, um, this might be I'm a long gonna, answer. You know, I I think I have it. Um, Dude, there's, there's, uh, I've been talking to you for over an hour and excited as uh, I can be about what we're doing. But at the end of the day, you know, um, there, there's definitely days where you're like, oh, God, man, uh, how are we going to make this work? Or, you know, um, how do I figure this out? Or, um, you know, there's challenges. And that's with anything, you know, um, through, throughout life. But um, I think one of the biggest, challenges we had was when I approached um, our initial advertisers and partners in the industry with the idea of creating this book without them seeing one. So anybody who um, stepped up and supported us in volume one, um, they they did that, uh, you know, they do great brands too. You know, we're FMF, uh, KTM fly. The list, the list goes on. 100% um, specialized bicycles. I just flipped through this um, Caselli Foundation. Uh, uh, I'll just see who else is in here. Um, uh, Jane and Sam Gammon from, from Muddy Creek. Um, you know, all the people that stepped up here, Darius, uh, my favorite ad probably met it today. This is Darius' ad. Um, Bell Helmets, uh, yeah, the list goes on. Novik, um, Yoshimira, Von Zipper. Um, Von Zipper, I think, was the, those guys got it. You know, um, very good friends with uh, 
the dudes over there and, and they, they, uh, maybe had an easier time associating our, with our vision. But, um, the brand, the, the biggest challenge was, was going to the industry and saying, Hey, look, um, th- this is what we're going to do. We're going to create a print collection. Um, but, uh, we're not we're not at new on the newsstand at that time, um, <clears throat> so you know we we have zero subscribers. Um, we have this vision. It's gonna look like this. Trust me. Get behind this. And by the way, we're gonna ask you to think outside of the box with your advertising and focus on brand history, heritage, soul, future. Um, yeah, and not and not on colorway and new product and things of that nature. And uh, this isn't the ad placement in the book is is very important and it's evolved with each issue. And I think when you see volume five, uh, it, it's kind of cool, man. Everything that every ad in our book is is a spread. And I had to in order for this meta to shape up like it's shaped up thus far, I had to really sit down with each one of these brands and convince them that they, you know, there's a, there's advertising and there's branding and there's premier positioning. And that's our goal here was to only offer spreads, but we didn't want the ads to be intrusive and ruin the flow of the book either. So I had to go to people and sit and really try to explain originally what our vision was. So, Hey, not only do I want you to pony up, and spend real dollars with us. I want I want you to take your focus away from trying to sell your product. And um, you know, prior to the, anybody holding one of these, it was it was all based on you know believing in in me, I guess. Um, you know what I was trying to explain, and um, and I think I think we got volume one out, and people were like, oh, we get it. You know, now can you do this twice, right? And um, and I think we've proven now that we can do it. Uh, we can do it five times, and uh, I think six times at least. Uh, uh, it, it it's a different exercise. It's a brand exercise versus advertising. And you know, you have to, the brand managers have to be very particular with what they're doing with budgets. You know, because there's there's a million different ways they can spend that digitally print fractional ads um and when and when you go to a team like um Troy Lee they've done some killer ads recently but when you go to them and you say hey listen um <clears throat> you, you know you guys are going to be a meta but we want you to create something special for our book you know it's uh, these guys the design teams are focused on campaigns right um to to have those groups actually carve out the time and um, to, to put something, an idea together, and then you know get the assets and the vision and design it and everything else uh, for Meta. Um, I'd say the majority of the ads that are in our book um, are in our book only. Um, they're they're not the same ad set would be seen in some of the other publications. So it's uh, that there was uh, there was a lot to ask when we asked partners to 
to believe in what we're doing and get behind us. And that was, that was hurdle. That was the toughest hurdle, uh, I would say to date. And, um, he's trying to explain the vision through, you know, a digital lookbook and, uh, things of that nature. Hey, this is what we're going to do. And, uh, will you get behind me financially? His, um, uh, that was, that was a tougher job than, than, um, you might think. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, um, it's proven, uh, people have proven to, um, to, to really latch onto that idea. You know, it's, um, I, I always think about print as, um, you know, having a lot of experience in digital world, there's, um, and not to belittle anything, um, you know, about digital properties, but there are some brands out there that, um, Digital isn't an option for the brand because it's not at the same quality um, as as uh, a premier position in in a high uh, a higher end publication, and that's exactly what we're shooting for. And the goal is to have a really nice mix of advertisers, um, you know, from the motorcycle community, but also from the lifestyle community. And um, you know, it's a personal goal of mine to. Uh, you know, to see us pull in a brand like uh, Levi's or to see, um, I think Vans has always been a really good example of, you know, Vans was in, uh, involved in motocross um, for quite some time. You know, they're a sponsor of the Pro Circuit team. And to my knowledge, um, yeah, the Vans uh, had stepped uh, stepped out away from motocross because the, the brand felt like there wasn't, uh, you know, a, a a medium there for them to position their brand. Um, they didn't feel like the Vans brand really fit inside of um, the traditional motocross titles. I'm not slamming anybody, but mm-hmm. you know they're very much a lifestyle brand, and they just um, same thing with Volcom. They pulled out of motocross. Um, yeah, there's something that's missing there, and that's culture. And I'm. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, in time um, we'll probably pull, hopefully pull bands back in. It'd be uh, it'd be great to do so. I know, I know that they're very happy with uh, the feature that we did with Cab, and now just to open open the eyes of uh, some of these uh, brands, like I just talked about, you know, uh, a Levi's or a Converse, or um, you know, there's some really rad brands that I personally like out there that. Uh, you know, they're big, giant global brands, and um, they wouldn't touch motocross with a 10-foot pole or, or a traditional cycle world-style street publication. But um, we've maybe now created that opportunity for them to touch our audience, and, um, and that's, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I work every day towards. Well, that's a, a noble uh, um, goal, and uh, happy to see that you're 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 working towards it, and, and honestly being really successful at it. Uh, one of the questions I also had for you was: uh, I noticed that there's three digits on every single one of these uh, publications. Um, when <laughs> uh, do you foresee a day when all three of those would be filled? Um, yeah, I absolutely do, um, and and we're we're definitely. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a long road for sure. Um, I hope I'm still around by then. But uh, yeah, we we hope to fill them up one day. And you know, I uh, I've got uh, very very smart and gifted uh, kids that are 
Uh, my son's 11, my daughter's 13, and they pay great attention to everything that uh, we're doing with this project. And I hope to one day hand those reins off to my kids and um, and uh, to see this thing carry on for, for quite some time to come. And um, we'll circle back probably in conversation and uh, say uh, a year and a half from now, um, there will be a and there'll be a lot of stuff uh, that we're doing around the brand that's uh, you know work that uh, is going to help further um, you know establish us and establish our future. And so we're, we've got uh, we've got some other projects um, around Meta that we're doing right now that uh, are super exciting and um, just not at liberty to really say anything quite yet. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're focused on on turning this thing into something uh, bigger than it is right now. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're knee-deep in it right now. So, um, yeah, uh, plenty of volumes to come. It is a funny question, though, because, uh, you know, each volume, like I mentioned earlier, you know, some of the people that we've already profiled in here, like uh, the, the list keeps going on, um, but, you know, it's – and the sport will always continue to grow or, or motorcycling. There will always be new stories that come up, but – um, and so we can always continue to, I, I feel, um, thus far that we have been able to elevate with each volume and, um, that's, that's our goal is to ultimately always, you know, grow and, and produce even a better and a better, better, better product. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I have all the faith in the world that, that, uh, we can continue to put them out. And one, one thing, um, I don't think we discussed is um, prior to 2016, 2014, and 15, we were what we call biannual, and um, you know just two volumes a year, and we really used that window to to figure out you know what um, our capabilities, the type of bandwidth we we really had to work with, and at the end of the day, we felt pretty confident that we could put out three volumes and. Um, separate those by four months and um so we're in we're uh into that calendar right now we're at three volumes a year uh the plan is actually to stay there it's not um we don't want to become a quarterly simply because quarterlies are common and kind of what we're doing here isn't so we want to stay true to to what we're doing and and true to um you know, that, that quality of life window I was telling you about, you know, the ability to truly work on each one of these issues without turning and burning, you know, and uh, that's uh, that's where we're at. So, we'll, you know, we're, we're going to produce three volumes a year at least, um, maybe a special project on the annual basis, something like that, a box collection. But, um, yeah, we're, we're going to keep pushing them out, and we're, uh, we're already um, – pretty heavily into producing volume six now. Um, as soon as we wrap that up, we'll be into volume seven. And, and on with the show, I just hope, uh, you know, that uh, we keep cranking out a, what I consider to be a quality product. And, and um, yeah, that's it, man. That's, uh, you know, we're, we're, <clears throat> I keep reminding, uh, you know, Jason and Julie and even Ben that, um, you know, we're just getting started. Really, I, I I felt that way with volume four. I said, "All right, there, here we are." You know, I said, "Man, this is uh, this is where I want us to." This is really, I felt like volume four was our first volume. 
you know, this, um, but then I got volume five, um, and I said, ah, okay, this is it. This, this is really our starting point. And, um, when you get volume five, you hopefully will agree with me, but I really think that, that, um, kind of the recipe is, uh, you know, could maybe compare it to being, um, you know, in the kitchen. And, uh, I think, I think we finally got, uh, we got a nice recipe. We've got a great team. Um, I, I need to probably shout out, um, that, give uh, uh, some praise to Kim Stravers. Uh, she's our copy editor. She's somebody that I worked with um, back in the early 2000s at Surfer. She's been a copy editor um, for ESPN. She still works with the uh, 10 Magazine Group out of California. She's just an amazing person. And, um She's the one that allows me to sleep at night, um, knowing that uh, the book is in good hands when it comes to, you know, copy editing and finding those little mistakes. And so it's uh, it's all about pulling this team together. And, you know, with each volume, we've worked with different people. Aaron Brimhall is another um, person. He's uh, shot the cover for McGrath and um, he's uh, has a photo of the aperture feature in volume four. Um, we're, we're finding new talent along the way, and it's um, allowing each each one to be kind of a new experience at the same time. But it's it's all about uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's definitely a group effort, and um, you know, throughout the course of two and a half years, we've we've really um, identified who our key players are, and um, have them in place, and everybody's happy to be working on it. So it's. Um, we're looking good right now, in my opinion. Absolutely. And uh, uh, we're at three publications a year. We're looking good for uh, Meta 100 to be featuring uh, Ryder DeFrancesco's uh, a look at Ryder DeFrancesco's complete career, including some years after his uh, retirement. Right? He'll be 40. Hey, he will be 43 by that time. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, was, I, I might not be around. But I likely won't be. <laughs> hey, um, what a cool, rad little kid, man. He's uh, yeah. He, he's uh, all. I've just shouted out to all those amateur racers. Uh, everybody's at Freestone this week, and I mentioned it early in the show. Like, uh, motorcycles have been part of my life. Um, you know, since since I was a very little kid, and. Um, but nothing I like more than than going to uh, to amateur national races and watching these these, uh, the, these kids do battle. Man, uh, they're amazing little athletes and really cool little personalities too. Met some great people. So, uh, what was it like to work with uh, with Kerry Hart on Double O Five? This obviously uh, a guy who uh, I think many would um, agree that Kerry uh, Hart's career on two wheels very modest compared to what he was able to accomplish off the bike. Um, still being like a, kind of a, a godfather or like the founding fathers of the, of the freestyle movement. But uh, basically uh, from there, turning his life into a business, selling the brand, Kerry Hart, and uh, now gives back to the sport uh, like many athletes uh, never could. So um, what was it like to, to work, work with him? And uh, without giving too much detail, what can people uh, – um, Look forward to uh, in 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 five and uh, 
first of all, uh, where, where can they uh, also where can they get it? Uh, well, five. Um, like I mentioned, it uh, be available. I mean, buy it online right now. Um, but it'll also be available in Barnes and Nobles and uh, Hastings and Readers World April first. Right. Um, to work with Carrie, um, that was uh, unfortunately for me. Uh, I wasn't directly involved in the interview process, uh, nor the photo shoot, but I was able to get feedback from both Aaron Brimhall, um, Ben Geezy, who, uh, my art director worked direct- directly, you know, communicated with, with Carrie on the piece and, um, uh, Brett, Brett, uh, Brett Smith and Aaron Brimhall went out to his home and spent the day with him to put the, the feature together. And, um, but those guys just, um, you know, on and on and on about, you know, how just he dedicated that the day for you know to them and they asked him, you know, to change change into a suit, change into your riding gear. Oh, let's get that suit back on the sun the sun's looking good. Can we go over here? And uh Aaron is like, Man, he's the most patient person and like he didn't uh, according to those guys, like he kinda of put everything else aside for the day and really dedicated his time to what we were doing. And um, he's uh, it's probably an extremely busy uh, man, a professional, a dad, a husband, everything else. And um, they were overwhelmed at his dedication to the, to the project. And um, I've kind of seen some of that on social too. It's really cool. I got some pictures got out and uh, before we could, you know, get in-house assets over to carry and say, "Hey, man, do you th- do you mind if uh, you maybe announce this?" Uh, you know, he he grabbed stuff that he saw first and foremost, and uh, he's really proud of of the piece. And um, it's a very well-written piece from Brett that that really talks about what you're talking about. It's it's um, it's more about Carrie's accomplishments and um, as a as a human, um, not not so much as, as you know just a uh, a motorcyclist. Um, it, it's, the guy's very impressive um, with the, the brands that he's been able to build. And um, he, he's just proven to be uh, in our circle here, just a first class person and um, just very, very easy to work with. Uh, I do know he was super excited about the imagery. Um, he made mention that uh, he doesn't like um wearing suits all that much and that uh, Pink, his wife, uh, Alicia, was, uh, she saw the images and was uh, requested one for, for, uh, to be blown up and, and put in their home. She, she just loves seeing them in this suit and the guy's just cool, man. Um, he's, uh, he's apparently very easy to work with and, um, and very happy to be involved with the project. And, um, yeah, I, I hope that, uh, I've never I've ran, I ran into him before uh <clears throat> before I ever worked um in motocross publishing. I think it was two thousand two. I watched Supercross up in the press box at A one and he was in there and got to talk to him for a few minutes, but uh more or less as a fan. But you know, to see him um kind of build uh the empire that he's built and and just the reputation and um he he's a super cool guy, man. It's an honor for us to to have him on our cover and um, you know, we're, we're, I'm personally grateful for the opportunity. It's, it's amazing uh, 
you know, it, it's a great marketing piece for us. And, uh, I think it speaks volumes, um, in regards to, you know, how a figure like himself, um, it's, is, uh, reacting to what we're doing. Um, it's, uh, it, it's cool. You know, it's uh, like you mentioned with Travis, like, how do you round up a dude like that? You know, it's, uh, we must be doing something right. Cause, uh, so far, we've been able to to get some pretty impressive people with um, pretty hectic schedules to dedicate time to what we're doing, and um, it's uh, pretty pretty gratifying. So, um, yeah, uh, Carrie, Carrie, to my knowledge, was amazing to work with. I, I hope to uh, get to share some conversation at, with him at some point um, regarding the piece. But uh, yeah, my team was treated. Um, you know, first class out of out his out at his place, and um, kind of like I mentioned about Jeremy, um, you know, he he's, he's we all have that common bond, and uh, that's motorcycling. And you know, uh, I think Kerry was uh, he knows Brett very well, um, you know, for the written piece, but he was overly impressed with Aaron and his uh, photography skills, and um, just you know, excited as his. It seems like he was just as excited as we were after the release of this book, and um, just that's pretty awesome in my opinion. And and he's a uh, it's crazy dude. Every every, uh, every one of his posts is not, it's like you know six hundred comments from from girls. You know, it's uh, that guy's doing something right, man. I I I think he probably he might be the dude um, that would that pulls the most chicks and. It's it's nuts. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny how that works. So, uh, Carrie Carrie Hart and uh, yeah, I'm just grateful that uh, that he was a, a part of this and the story's the story's great and um, he I don't know it's a as a an honor to do it and I and I think we actually do have plans to do something else uh, with Carrie in the future that uh, won't be as much. Uh, Teacher focused, but um, we're gonna do some more stuff down the road. We've got some ideas that that we left on the table there. So um, great, I'm grateful to to work with him, and um, yeah, I think uh, I, the cover is very non traditional cover, and um, and uh, I, I think we nailed it personally. It's uh, artistic, it's different, it's risky, and um, I, uh, I'm glad to be working alongside people of. Uh, of his stature. No doubt. Uh, it's uh, interesting and risky. Uh, it, it seems uh, different and risky seems to be the mantra uh, of the entire podcast. And um, it's a, it's a message that's hitting home with a lot of people. And, and, I, and I hope they react to it. I hope that there's a lot of people who listen to this and get curious and uh, become uh, a, a subscriber or start to um, uh, order each, each book as they come out. And, um, where can they find more information uh, on uh, when uh, there will be releases? I, I know that you've got a really active social media as well as uh, Verb Moto uh, shouts you guys out with most of your content as well, which is really nice. Yeah, um, you know, if uh, anybody listening uh, follows Verb, we, we definitely um, um, use Verb as uh, a, a platform to write stories about um, some of the issues to, you know, promote um, – 
through like side entrance takeover stuff and um, press releases, the release of upcoming issues. But as far as social, um, currently um, Meta, we've kind of reserved that strictly to Instagram. And um, so we don't have a Facebook or any other social or Twitter or anything else. So follow us is, um, on Instagram is just at Meta, M-E-T-A. And then um, you can you can keep up to date with, um, you know, any upcoming events. We have a, a release party coming up here in Denver on the 25th. That's um, all those things are, are uh, available through our website, which is uh, readmeta.com. And uh, we're working on getting meta.com, but uh, we got one of those dudes that's sitting on it and doesn't want to budge. But uh, we'll get there. Um, we copyrighted the name this year, and that allowed us to get just meta.com on or meta on Instagram. And, but for now, read meta.com online. Um, ver, verb, um, you know, they, they are. I like call them like sister publication. I'm a, I'm a founder and owner of both companies. So we uh, definitely market ourselves through Verb and uh, and uh, yeah, and Instagram at Meta. That's uh, for the time being. That's what we're doing. Uh, we we will be uh, kind of working on some more social stuff here in the future. And um, we've got a really cool campaign that's going to uh, be released. I, I do encourage anybody listening to uh, keep an eye out for. Um, campaign that uh, Legends Are Built campaign that uh, we're doing uh, with partners at British Customs um, that will create quite the social awareness between now and uh, or April 1st and the beginning of the new year. So, um, yeah, uh, I'd say your best bet is to uh, check us out on Instagram and, and uh, you know, go grab a single copy, uh, go grab a subscription and you know, we, you can either buy a subscription or you can buy, uh, you know, single copies um, dating back to volume one and, um, you know, follow us that way. And uh, that's what we got. So uh, this is the part where uh, you don't have to totally answer this if you don't want to, um, because it might be giving something away. But uh, who uh, have you not covered through Meta uh, in a featured story that uh, would be like, obviously, you've got some bucket list style guys on there right now, but uh, who's at the top of that list? Or was it MC? For future volumes? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't dare say. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't think I was going to get that out of you. Uh, but, no, uh, it's it's uh it's just uh yeah yeah you 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 wouldn't want to we do, we try not to say too much yeah because uh, our print windows are longer than other people's print windows and uh, you know it, uh, you never know you know that's uh, somebody uh, gets wind that we might be doing this story it could be. Uh, easier for them to jump on that uh, same type of deal and put it out before we do. And that's, that's just the way it is. So, um, yeah, we can keep that stuff kind of secret until we get closer to our release windows. And, uh, but yeah, that, uh, we have a well, a content well that is very, it's pretty darn deep. And then it, uh, you know, it grows. We, we do creative meetings, like I told you on Tuesday nights and uh, it's not always about filling the well, but every time we have a meeting, there's, there's another story or two that's, that's in there. I will tell you that, um, volume six is, um, it's going to be, uh, 
it's going to be rad. Um, there's some great motocross personalities in there. And, um, it, uh, I can't, I can't give it away, but, um, have faith that we've got some good stuff coming and that, uh, our goal is to elevate and, and, um, you know, that, uh, to keep, um, these great stories coming. And so it's, uh, yeah, I can't give it all away, but, um, you know, if you, if you follow us socially, um, you know, a month leading into the release, then, you know, you'll, you'll start getting an idea as to, you know, what that content flow is going to be. And, um, eventually we're going to start creating more content, um, online that is, uh, uh, maybe more, uh, it's, it's maybe more time sensitive content, if you will, um, or just, uh, repurposing stuff or, you know, um, cutting room floor stuff. And we will in time, um, be creating uh, more content online, um, as well, which uh, won't take away from the book by any means. It'll be unique to the online experience. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've got a lot of content ideas. We've got a lot of resources, and we've got a lot of uh, great contributors that um, we feel we could t- um, we-, we could tell stories that maybe not, you know, um, that aren't meant for print. Uh, we, could, we could share more online. So we do have, we do have uh, a focused uh, – uh, we have an online focus of, that uh, we're exploring right now as well. Right on, man. L- looking forward to seeing uh, uh, more and more exciting things coming down the pipe from uh, the people over at Meta. So uh, to, to wrap this thing up, um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you to uh, give us a few stories about uh, um, the uh, kind of the relationship of, of yourself and Jason Assad. I know you touched on it earlier, but there's got to be some stories that you've got. I know you got some dirt on that guy. I don't know. I'm not asking you to, to, to totally throw him under the bus, but uh, <laughs> lay some lay some stories on me. I know you've got uh, well, it probably an endless amount. Mm, I think um, Assad's favorite story is. Um, uh, I talked him into going over to some girl's house when he was, he, he could drive and I couldn't, I remember. Um, so he must have been 16 and I was 15 or a year, year apart. And, uh, I remember I told this girl, she lived above her garage, like her room was above the garage. We're going to sneak her, and we're going to sneak her out. And, um, I was always a bad influence on, on Assad. I'll just tell it like it is. I was that ornery kid. And, um, <laughs> and he was more of a shy kid and he met me and I got him in, in, in trouble pretty quick. But whatever this girl's house, I'm trying to remember her name. Um, Lori something, Lori something. Um, but we had talked to her on the phone. We said, all right, we're going to park the truck down the street and we'll walk up and, you know, you come out your, your window above the garage, we'll help you down and we're out of here, right? And uh, her garage was open. It was probably, you know, midnight or something, late at night. And, uh, and we're, we're standing in front of her garage and it's pitch black. And like, hey, you know, we're down here. And uh, it was out of nowhere. Sean and I just get whacked by brooms, man. <laughs> <laughs> Her mom and dad were in there and uh, in the garage waiting waiting for us. They listened on the phone and they they literally keyed off on us and just like 
started beating us with these brims. It was horrible. <laughs> so they, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a good story. They, um, they took us in the kitchen and they were going to, they were going to call the cops. And, um, I mean, we were, we were scared, man. We we're kids, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I remember I, I told them, uh, my dad was always super cool. And, um, I got away with a lot of stuff, but I remember telling him, I was like, Hey, uh, I said, look, call, call the cops, but whatever you do, don't call my dad. Just, just go ahead call the cops. Don't call my dad. And, um, sure enough, they could, they decided to call my dad instead. And he came over there and he, he came in there raising hell, you know, that's it, you know, get your, get your butt in the car and uh, he's going to go home and whoop us and this and that. And, um, we got in the car and my dad's like, <laughs> you guys got shut down, huh? And we're like, yeah, goes out of here, dad. And we took off. That was, uh, that was one of my fond stories with the side, uh, race stories. <laughs> I don't, I know, God, it's, it's been a long time ago, but, um, I know they used to call him Cookie back when he raced, um, cause he was just racing this thing. Yeah, he had an old cookie van, like a cookie delivery truck was his, uh, race van. So that was his, that was his race nickname. And I think his claim to fame, and you might want to follow up with Frank Mann on this one, cause he was there in person, but was his comeback that Jason had to, uh, to riding and racing a few years ago. And that, uh, I think didn't, uh, I'm pretty, to my knowledge, I don't think he got a full lap in, um, before shattering his humerus and, five spots I think it was and uh, that was it so I, I think his comeback was probably you know less than a minute and um, and uh, yeah that's all she wrote for uh, motorcycles now now um, his wife won't let him ride motorcycles so I'll just kind of tease him a little bit on that one so enough. Oh. <laughs> if for that every broken femur we weren't allowed to race uh, ride motorcycles there wouldn't be anyone riding anymore but, uh, oh, man, that's, uh, like, uh, poor cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jason, uh, that, that's about all the dirt, man. Um, you know, we we haven't spent a lot of time with each other. Um, you know, he's out of Atlanta. I'm out of Denver. And, uh, you know, since Meta Project started, uh, we, we we talk every day, but we're, we haven't caused uh, – we haven't been able to create any new stories lately. But uh, that will come in time. Well, I think you might have to go out to the uh, Atlanta Supercross to the DMXS uh, pre-Supercross pre party and uh, cause some havoc then and uh, this, just recount old memories and maybe get into some new trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I went out to Supercross um, two years ago and saw Jason there, and uh, that was actually really nice. He, got, he had a, a nice private suite. We we rang in the night pretty. Uh, it was fun. It was a, it was a really good time. And I wish we got to spend more more time together. And, and we will. I still have family in Atlanta. It's just been uh, you know a busy couple of years. And um, I'm trying to convince him to uh, you know at least go get himself a dual sport or something and, and uh, or a street bike and uh, yeah. well, and get out and do some riding. But it'd probably be a lot easier if I was there egging him on in person. But um, That's true. Like the bad influence mm-hmm. part there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was, I'm, I'm pretty good at being that guy. I'll just be honest. So, 
And that's my uh, that's my cat in the background, in case you're wearing. Perfect. Right on. Well, uh, what, what's what's the the furry guy's name? Well, that's Lily. Lily, the the cat that meows all night long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sleeps all day and then meows all night long. So. I'll put her out. But yeah, that's uh that's all I got on this dog. That's our favorite story was getting getting beat down with those grooms. So <laughs> what about it? But he was a damn good rider and, uh, and uh he he's uh it's uh, like I said, it's really cool to to like I I really enjoy being a part of the motorcycle community and industry and knowing that Jason <clears throat> his professional career had taken him you know kind of just focus off of, of motorcycling for quite some time and for him to be able to be a part of this and and have like he's truly having fun with this project and it's uh you know to me that that's awesome because <clears throat> there's uh you know there, there's a void that gets um there's definitely void. When I went to work for surfer and snowboarder, um, I started snowboarding because my dirt bikes got, you know, I didn't have dirt bikes anymore. My parents weren't going to buy me more bikes and, you know, whatever. So I got into snowboarding and um, I tried. It's, it's a good gap where, motor, you know, motocross wasn't in my life. And, um, you know, I fought to, 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 create that opportunity later on but um once it was something that it's been around my whole life as a kid and uh you know life uh just college and and uh, things of that nature you know took it a motorcycle it just wasn't available you know and uh when i was able to turn my focus back into motorcycling that was that was like the biggest deep breath I had taken because I missed it so much, you know. Um, you, know you, you just go through school and you get out of jobs and this and that. And, um, so know, knowing that uh, Jason's able to you know, really be attached to the sport again, um, it, it's uh, I, I think it's thus far it's made for a really great um, partnership and I don't know. He's uh, as excited as as I am, and you, you can tell I'm I'm all wound up over Meta and and uh, Verb for that matter as well. You know, Jason and I are working together. He's come in to help do some restructure at Verb, and we're uh, we're making some great changes over there. And I'm pretty excited about that project as well. So we're actually working on both Meta and Verb together at this point, and uh, oh, it's cool, man. Um, yeah, not a lot of people get to circle back in life with one of their best friends and and uh, you know uh, create a new path together. So I'm pretty grateful for it. Awesome. Well, you know what, Andrew, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Big MX Radio podcast for uh, uh, just under looks like about three hours of, uh, of quality uh, audio that uh, our, my fans will, will, will get to enjoy. Uh, like I said, appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I appreciate you giving the time, and uh, it's been a, an absolute pleasure to to have worked with you on this. Um, before I let you go, uh, who all do you have to thank uh, to, for, for, for allowing me to get on this journey? Uh, and be so successful with what you're doing and uh, wish you nothing but continued success. Oh, well, you're, did you ask me who I have to thank? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, well, that's uh, 
another yeah, podcast. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast. But I will, I will say I'd like to thank everybody that's that's you know stepped up from our readers um, uh, to to our supporters uh, and allowed us to do this with Meta. Um, they know who they are, and uh, it it truly means the world to me because I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm really enjoying my work. But um, you know, I none of this would have ever happened if it wasn't for my partnership at Verbono and and uh, those tough years that we put in uh, back in 2007. Uh, we we I really think that Verb and Meta have a lot in common. It's uh, you know we're kind of do, going against the grain um, with both things. You know, uh, 2007 we came to industry with a you know, a dirt bike website. Yeah, we're in published content on a daily basis. Well, there, nobody was doing that. And um, <clears throat> it's before it's time. And I kind of feel like uh, Meta's doing the same thing um, in, in a lot of ways. So um, who do I have to thank? I definitely have to thank my, my partners uh, at Verb Moto. That's uh, Leslie Williams, Wes Williams, Clint Wilkinson, Adam Patterson. Uh, there was Brent Stallo, uh, uh Davey Coombs, um, I've got to thank him, you know, uh, Davey's the one that, uh, you know, it really allowed us to go out there with our cameras and, and uh, you know, create all the stuff that we did at Loretta's and, you know, those select events over the years and just kind of welcomed a, a new a new media outlet into, you know, those events and it's very supportive of us over all these years. So um, i like to thank the Coombs family. I'd like to uh, thank all our partners. Uh, but, um you know, in the race community, I have a, a list of, of friends uh, a mile long from the race community. So there's a lot. There, I, I like to thank everybody that, um, that I have a personal relationship with because at the end of the day, it, it might have been just a little bit of encouragement to say, yeah, you should do this or, or um, you know, just uh, friends, man. Um, you you got to believe when there's a huge leap of faith with Meta, like I said, it was giant risk and uh, I think we've proven that uh, that risk was was worth taking but um, anybody that that uh, that has my back so and all the contributors and, and especially my partner Ben Kesey, uh, he he's been the absolute pleasure to work with and we have a certain um, there's something going on in the two of us where we talked about it the other day we truly enjoy working with each other and we've got a great friendship so um, and the list goes, the list goes on and on. And uh, in closing, I'd like to thank you, man. I, I haven't uh, I haven't been on a three hour conversation in a long time, and uh, I don't know. You got me all wound up now. I'll probably work all night long. I won't be able to go to sleep. So, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me talk about what we're doing, and and thanks for introducing me to your audience, and uh, thanks for doing what you're doing, man. This is awesome, and uh, I. I hope that uh, you can invite me on the show here in the future and we can maybe recap and, and see where we are down the road a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, w- wouldn't take anything other than you being a, a constant uh, return, repeat offender when it comes to coming on the, the Big MX Radio podcast show and uh, and talking about uh, all things two wheels uh, and, and all the things that are going on with Meta. I'm completely humbled by uh, your um, – uh, 
appreciation for coming on the show. Uh, I was uh, like, honestly, I don't get nervous for too many of these anymore. But uh, all of today, uh, I was a little bit uh, wary of whether or not I was going to be able to give a good performance, and and hopefully I did. Uh, it's a thrill for me to be able to talk to a guy like yourself, uh, and uh, I look forward to uh, to doing more of it in the future. Man, can't say enough good things about what you're doing. Well, I appreciate the uh, the new friendship and uh, look forward to it. So um, I expect a call back, if, and I hope the show is good. I, <laughs> I'm nervous, man. I hate talking. Uh, you know, it's, uh, like I said, I get all wound up, and uh, especially when we're talking about good things. So um, I hope it was a good interview. Chop me up if you have to, but um, <laughs> thank you. For, thank, thanks for introducing me and, and Meta and uh, for having our back on this uh, this project. It's, it's super exciting and uh, can't wait to get uh, volumes uh, one, two, and five in the mail to you. So look out for those. Awesome, awesome. Uh, no need to chop you up whatsoever. It's all gold, and it'll all be available uh, to the to the listening public on BigMXRadio.com as well as iTunes uh, before the night is out. So if you are going to get back behind your desk, um, pet your cat, and get back to work, um, this, this uh, you'll be able to to listen to this thing in its entirety. Uh, I'd hope uh, within uh, an hour or so. But if you're if you are heading to bed, uh, this will be available for you. Tomorrow morning, uh, like I said, can't 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 th- can't thank you enough for giving me this opportunity to uh, shed some light on Meta and uh, you, Andrew Campo, for for all that you do. Um, I, I say this at the end of almost all of my podcast. Uh, don't uh, we'll, we'll cut it off right there, but don't hang up just yet. All righty, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content. It's over. Go home. Go.